2: This episode of an unexpected podcast is brought to you by Nicholas Freeberg. Thank you.
3: Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez, and I'm Lane, and we're talking
2: Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called
3: Amanda. This week, we're talking to the White Hand as we cover the voice of Saruman as a part of our journey through you nowhere Middle-Earth. Talk to the hand, Saruman. Yeah. Sort of like that. We're not listening to you. Yeah, right, exactly. I
4: have no power here.
3: Yeah. Don't you speak in words to me. (laughs) Don't you do that. We've got a lot to get
2: to. We're not going to horse around. We know we kind of messed around last week, guys, but... This is all business. We know we were a little bit... um, Having too much fun. That's what we were. We're we're stripping fun from this book club. No more fun for anyone. That's our new golden rule.
3: Yeah, so you guys sit down. I need you listening. I need your books open. Answer yourself. Um, Eyes on me. to page 598. I say
2: one, two. You say eyes on you. One, two. Eyes on... Mr. Smith, I don't... What'd you say? You don't be creative. You don't think. Okay. You you go work in those factories. Got it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so we got a little table of contents. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, man, I tell you what, um, uh, there's are a lot you... of things coming up here this Wait, episode. Wait, h-
3: here's the thing. I think what it is is, is uh, I'm oh, a little, I'm getting intoxicated. Intoxicated from
2: that candle. Yeah. Rachel, what are you putting in these things, hon? Huh? Is, huh? is this
3: actual wine?
2: The cab salve is making my head spin. I'm seeing double. Yeah. Uh, I'm officer.
3: No, Troy Smith. You're not officer. it's a honestly the candle is very potent and strong Mm. um uh my uh, i'm tasting it with my nose and it's just wonderful see the beautiful thing about her sending us all these samples is week by week yeah
2: we get to enjoy a different scent each time right and it's pretty awesome last week was the firewood which you know wow i mean i don't know if you can compete with that and clearly if we're looking at the poll guys go to the group check out the poll that's right firewood is kind of dominating. Yeah. I think uh, you know. Maybe we'll let that go another week. Then we're gonna cut it off. It's really we're gonna snip, there. snip. Yeah, and I think that might be the winner, unless okay. you guys uh, rally together and and change that fate. Firewood's probably gonna be the official candle scent. Which yeah, and that's not I'm a that. No, that's, you guys
3: not. Will, will not be disappointed.
2: And think about it. You go outside, you get a sniff of air. There's definitely firewood out there, especially
3: in yeah. the Shire, young man. Yeah, I believe it. Mm-hmm. The Shire. Yep. Um. What else <laughs> you got there, buddy? Well, Criff Bark and <laughs> Burke and Hobbit. Um. I was just thinking of making new words, you know, in the podcast. So, I going to come up with some new fancy words that I might use myself here You're later. A wordsmith. So, if anybody wants to, um, you know, make up some words and add some meaning to them, let me know. Wow. That's kind of like a Tolkien thing to do. Sound isn't like it sounds like a, yeah. A word contest. A word club, you know? Word club. I like it. Made up words. Uh, you got a couple shout outs you want to give too, right? Yeah. Um, so, we've got uh, Nat Willis and uh, Sherston. Um, we've got tons more people in the group that have been added. Uh, Nat, by the way, this is uh, so she she recently posted uh, a couple of different things that were super funny in the group. And uh, we are She's long been posting for a while. Yeah, we, we are long overdue on on the shout outs, guys. If you're you know, I mean, we, just hit us up, man. I mean, tag us in a post and, uh, you know, guys, if you want to swim in a, in a lovely pool of Tolkien, I don't know, uh-huh.
2: titillation. Yeah. Go check out the group. Okay. If you haven't been on the no, Facebook seriously. group yet, just get even if you're not on Facebook, which I totally agree and understand. Yeah, sure. Agree with understand. Yeah, you know, make a fake account. Make a fake account. Go in there. Is put put Lane Smith in there. Make a, be a Lane Smith. Please do. Be a you know Erza, someone's going to now right. Be an Ezra Gurk. Yeah, and go out there and uh, just just join the group. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so cool. There's so much stuff. It's a great place to get lost. Kurza Irk, thank you.
3: Kurza Irk, I couldn't think of it. Uh, so. Nat, by the way, Rook, she posted this like kind of meme thing where it's like uh, there are two types of people uh, at the start of December, uh, and you've got the guy um, Will Ferrell who does Elf, he's like freaking out, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you've got Theoden, so it begins. <laughs> <laughs> Which type are you as? Yeah, I am. I don't know. I'm kind of in between this year,
2: in past years. Yeah. I'm, so it begins. I'm Theoden. It's like, well, Théoden. I'm, uh, you know, well, Thanksgiving is over. What the, what is there to live for now? Ah. Uh, but now you. with Winnie, and yeah. the excitement she brings to Christmas, right? And it Sarah being in love with it, I'm verging on there's a lot. You know, Buddy the Elf, which is a scary place for me. I hear I'm a you. little too happy this time well, of year. Speaking of that, uh, special thanks yeah. to Susie Susie Millhouse coming through with um, some unexpected podcast ornaments. You know, guys, <sighs> we all started this book club together, and never in my wildest dreams did I think that one of our friends would send us, you know, candle samples. That another friend would send us Trivial Pursuit, Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings. That another friend would send us uh, baby blankets, yeah. and Bert cloths for yeah. my my crotch fruit number one. Histories of Middle Earth, Histories of Middle Earth. Yeah, the full exclusive volumes. Um, you know, a, a menu. Yeah, from the Eagle and Child songs, songs that they've sung that they've sung, um, and then you know ornaments. Yeah, ornaments to hang on our tree do have that UP right on it. Yeah. Insignia Signia of our book club, the G rune, if you will, uh-huh. of this book club, the calling card. Yeah. Uh, so Susie, thank you for that. And if you guys have seen that, I think I posted it in the group and the page. Not sure. Uh, there's lots of places. Um, hit her up. Give her a couple bucks. She'll send you one because they're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing. Really cool stuff. Uh, and if you want to send anything our way, art, letters, whatever, maybe you want to send your Bywater post in person. You want us to read a physical letter.
3: Oh my Goodness, you know?
2: I didn't even you know? think about that. You know, there you go. Maybe there's a uh, a piece of bark from your favorite tree. You want something that would be hurting the tree. A piece of blade of grass, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Some right, sense it in grass. memory. We're all about sense memory. Something that you know, connects the your yeah. story to. Uh, yeah, make it you know a physical a token, if you will. Send us a totem, mud, totem.
3: Send, send us a mud pie. Send right. us a mud pie. Okay, uh,
2: you can send that to PO Box 96, Amanda, Ohio 43102. The really cool thing is we've been getting these packages in. Right. Yeah, and I'm blown away because above the address it says the Shire. I know, man. It says the Shire, PO Box 96, Amanda, Ohio 43102. And I don't know if you guys have been talking to each other, if you've been planning that, but it's been multiple packages yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That say the Shire. Yeah, yeah. That's it's crazy. Pretty cool. Not Lane Inez.
3: No, yeah. The Shire. Just the Shire, as Shire. It should be. Yeah.
2: Um. So you know we're doing all this Christmas talk, man. I you know um you know ho 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 Hobbit, ha ha right. ha ho. ho Ho-Ho-Hobit is what I should be saying. Okay. Uh, Got me thinking about gifts. It's time to start. uh, It's getting pretty close, though. I mean, we're a couple weeks out here. That's right. Especially by the time this airs. You got to be thinking about that silent night. You do. And you don't want to be leaving people silent in a bad way. You want to be leaving them shocked and glad at the gift that you've come up with um, and blown their mind with. You need to head over to WeirdLeatherAndMead.com. You need to buy a couple of unexpected podcast exclusive leather coasters from our man, Travis Santaman Man Sigler. Um, he works out of the Weird Leatherworks and Meadery in Oregon. Uh, he's an incredible human being, uh, a master of leatherworks. Go to the website, use the promo code UPWEIRD, U-P-W-Y-R-D. You get a coaster for 10 bucks, free shipping. That's a beautiful little stocking stuffer you can throw in. Uh, Something you could treat yourself with, yeah. And there's absolutely. nothing wrong with that. Santa Claus does that too, you know. Absolutely, comes down your chimney and eats all your cookies. So, pull a Santa Claus this Christmas. In Buy yourself a coaster. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, why is why aren't you working for Coke? Why is it why is it Coke hired you to? <laughs> so I'm going to make another little plug here. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I don't know if I should be saying this, Travis, but I did it before. I'm going to say it again. If you want some custom top secret project work. Maybe you want a cosplay outfit. You got a couple grand to spend, or whatever it costs. I don't know. Yeah. Or you've just been saving and you want something really well done. You want to look like real Aomer out there yeah, when you go to custom. these conventions. You got to get a hold of Travis and his buddy Keith. They work more on the leather side, um, and uh, you know they can do this custom stuff. Hit them up. Go to their website. Hit them up, and they can they can bring almost anything to life. If it mm-hmm. involves yeah. leather and creation, you know, yeah. they can do it. Um, we also want to say thank you on uh, to all of you on behalf of Travis and Taylor, uh, because that Kickstarter goal for their meadery has been met. Uh, they got some really cool uh, designs. They've been sending T-shirts, logos, things like that. Um, so they're going to be up in business really, really soon. I think we might have to either have our buddy Matt, yeah, bring us some meat in person, or we're going to yeah. have to have some shipped out to us because uh, I think it'd be pretty cool, you know, once. Crotch fruit number two is out and I can drink again. Absolutely. Sipping here enjoying some
3: mead. That'd be fantastic. During the book club. Yeah. Yep. Maybe in a horn. Oh, absolutely. Maybe yeah. in a horn. They got some cool things coming there. Absolutely. That's that's true. Uh
2: guys, don't forget Santa Claus employs elves, so we want to keep him in business. So thank you for that. Wow,
3: wow. That's Bing awesome. Crosby. Yeah. Well done. I like can it. you imagine naming your son Bing? No, I could not. <laughs> Actually. Um <laughs>
1: That's
2: hilarious. I don't know the name of ben hey, you Kirk. know
3: what's funny is um, we are just now to quick counsel. You Good would, Lord. you would have thought that fast, was ain't it? You would have thought that was quick counsel. You would have thought that was you table. Would have that was table content. Table of contents. So well,
2: there, there's a lot of content to who this. Who is who is club.
3: running the? I mean, who is timing us? Who is? You I can't know, remember who brought that up though. S- someone needs to time someone, it out and see which what's the I, longest quick I counsel. Should have looked
2: this up before. Someone in the group brought yeah. this up last week. Yeah, and they said. Gosh, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to find your name. I'm going to say it next week. Yeah. You said every time we do quick counsel. This is the longest quick counsel we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. I, it is. And it, it's funny how every time we say that. This and, one will be. So this one might be. Always well, always trying to break the record. Well, let's go through it real quick.
3: How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. Moving on to drop knees. Cool. Anything else? <laughs> okay, good. Not really, I'm doing. No, actually I'm, great. I'm doing fantastic, so thanks this for asking. This is
2: a with a lot of cool energy. We actually had some time. So, uh usually we just kind of get right into it. Yeah. And tonight we've had some time to just sort of We didn't do Discord before because that's a Wednesday night we're recording this. Yeah. Got school and, early in uh, the morning testing. Oh gosh, you were going to be we're going to be destroyed. It's okay. This is a couple late night it's Back to back to me for me, yeah. What's it, yeah? Um, and uh, so we got to just let the mics roll and just stuff flew off the tongue, and we were just kind of be yeah. bebopping, and skipping, and dooping,
3: yeah, doing bang, yeah, like the
2: old days, man, right? Like the old days, like back in January, bro. It's almost been yeah. a year,
3: wow. Oh my gosh, yeah.
2: So, here's another thing do you guys want to see something special for like an, an anniversary of our first book club meeting? Yeah, I mean, Tracy down at the carryout wants a video.
3: I think we could. Could we do that? Maybe let's
2: do that one. You know, our anniversary episode. We'll always uh, maybe do a little video.
3: We'll see. You can share. Yeah, no, I I absolutely think that'd be great. Kind of to see the. Yeah, what we'll do is we'll set up a camera over each of our shoulders. Get a little camera shot action. Peter Jackson. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Could you imagine? Let's get him out here. You would have a ball. Set <laughs> set up, up the like, shot for okay, us, Peter. So,
2: um, so this is a podcast. Um, all right, easy podcast. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna have the table sort of explode. Okay, and uh, the computer's gonna come right by your head and take your ear off, and your head's gonna be spilling open. Okay, the <laughs> other one. He doesn't dive that high pitch. Okay, uh, but speaking of Peter Jackson, let's yeah. get into dropping some eaves. Would you like to do? Well,
3: that? <clears throat> so basically, uh, according to Reddit, which is the most um, oh, it, authentic
2: Reddit doesn't stand for really extremely definitely double definitely it is is true it's true yeah it's true it true yeah Yeah.
3: Yeah. uh yeah so most reliable source out there basically (laughs) i think uh no and we're not making i mean there's actually the reddit community seems to i mean a lot of times i don't really know anything about it a lot of times depending on who the user is and if they're an admin or or depending on uh what level they are they're at or just if they're sharing an article from somewhere else on Reddit. So we don't know. Maybe there is actually an article out there about PJ coming back um, uh, into the. He just
2: can't make up his damn mind,
3: man. Yeah, he can't. So I don't blame him for Right. He, hard. he, he might want to be willing to, to help out with the script. He might be willing to, to look it over if they send it to him. Um, you know, and that's according to, again, just somebody who posted that in the group. And we thank you for doing that um, because we, we're trying to track down all the information we can on that. But it's, it's, it's scarce. So, it is. It is.
2: And I I, do, I just real quick that was posted today I think was it okay. and there was a quick comment and I don't even remember who said it but it was just like no thanks you had your chance or you had your you know you had your go let's move on we need some fresh hands yeah and that might Which not we even, talked about
3: yeah and full disclosure and we're not to, we have no idea whether that's true or not it looks like maybe Metro uh, dot UK might have might have had might have been. Uh, Someone who was involved in the
2: well. Here's the other thing too. Telling of it, it, I don't know.
3: There hasn't been a whole lot of fresh news about the show,
2: and any chance they can, sure, you know, he's doing press junkets right now for Mortal Engines, sure, absolutely. I'm sure that uh, that question's coming up, right? Sure, and they're going to press them over and over again. Would you be interested? Could you be interested? Would you possibly in what universe? And they're going to take a snippet and go, oh, here. And then you know, if you're working for the show or whatever, uh, you have vested interest in that show being popular. They're going to bring it up the news and, and make it a. Talking point again. Is yeah. Peter Jackson, will he, won't he, will he return to his Love? Yeah.
3: Well, and yeah, yeah. We, we are closely involved, Lane and I, with the show. Right. And right. so right. we are kind of, we, we just got off really, the phone with McKay. We can't really, you know, say pain. anymore. So, yeah. uh, all right, so that's that. Uh, guys, you know, actually, his real name is McKay and my real name is Payne.
2: We're we're writing the could show. Could
3: you imagine? <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're, out
2: fake, they're out there. That's my new fake Facebook name. Oh, perfect. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Um, still no release date or new news on the Tolkien biopic. Uh, but like I said, uh, what is it? Five months now. It'll be out. So get ready for it. That is uh, an inside tidbit I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, we're already in other corners of Middle Earth. Yeah. Uh, wonderful goodies in the Facebook group. Uh, Ezra mentioned a couple of of uh, of you guys who are posting and and leaving us great things. Uh, you know, I need to get back to one of those. A week in a in a snapshot thing. I, I will get back to doing that. There's just so much to wow. Yeah, Morgan you know, Black. Summarize.
3: Great memes. Great yeah. uh, you know things. Josh Adam in here mm-hmm. uh, posting a couple solid things. Uh, Sarah Jean. Uh, let's see. Joshua uh, just shouting out a couple people here. Yeah, I see him. Brian and guys, we're so, seeing
2: we're seeing new names all all the time. are I mean, it feels like every day. Please we're,
3: welcome you know those of you who have been here yes. since the beginning. Welcome everybody in. And who was because, I think Chase. Um,
2: Chase put something out uh, yes. a couple of days ago. Just said, "Welcome to all all the new uppers." You know, we're yeah, we love you. We're glad to have you. And Chase, thank you for doing that. Sometimes we get so busy reading, we forget to put those out there. And uh, yeah, no, we, it, it's honestly gotten. We're so many people, people to help us, right? though, Because yeah, we yeah, there are them. so many people coming in that I can't keep up with. Hey, welcome. Hey, welcome. Hey, yeah. welcome. I, know. I feel like uh, every time our phone goes off for for Facebook, it's you know three new people requesting to join, approve, approve, approve. Yeah. We try to approve as fast as we can, and then. Man, it's just crazy. Well, guys, here's
3: the thing. I, I like, you know, Lane and I, um, we've been talking here recently just about what has happened because we're reflecting on like this year coming up. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone, I want people to be proud that they're in our group. Yeah. You know, um, we're proud you're in, in the group. Yeah. And, and it, so it's like we're, like we're proud that we're associated with you. Yeah. So, like, that's yeah, an honor. I, yep. I always look at that group and I'm like, man, I'm so, that is so much goodness happening. It's so cool. Yeah. So, when you look at like other people who come and they find the podcast or they find us talking about this, I want to do it justice. And I, we're just a couple hobbits and we've always said that Um, we always will be. And I think that's, what's great about it and what's, what can be attractive. And I I want everyone to kind of keep that mentality and that positivity, because, you know, I know there are, you would be surprised at the people who come across, um, you know, various podcasts who are in, you know, the Tolkien verse. So yeah, you'd be, you'd be surprised. Yeah.
2: But anyways, all, and really all we've done is we've thrown the doors to the dragon open. That's it. You guys have flooded in and yeah, you've started the taps. You've, you know, absolutely kick uh, the fire on you got the grill going you're telling you're, the story you're singing a the fireplace. songs that's absolutely right. and it's uh that's a pretty cool visual for what we got going on yeah so absolutely. thank you guys for all of that uh special one because we've been in in mystery and just kind of I didn't know where to look for this but we've played snippets of this newer audiobook right this mm-hmm. project right. that this kid did uh, different voices. Um, um music from the films, sound effects, yeah, dramatized soundscapes, yeah. dramatized an audiobook, which is, is rare. You either, ha- either have an audiobook or you have a dramatization, especially with a book this length. It's rare to have one that yeah. is, I'm guessing this is on a bridge. I don't know. It's pretty dang close. Yeah. And also, you know, has that uh, element of you're listening to a radio play kind of deal. But Mitchell posted the full audio book in the Facebook group. Yeah. Okay. It's on uh book, T-O-K-Y book.com, and uh, just go in there and search. Search The Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Search The Two Towers. Yeah. Search The Return of the King, and they will all come up. You click on them, and every chapter is there, bud. That's awesome. Every chapter. So now that whole mystery we had of, of catching the snippets on on uh, YouTube, now yeah. we can go and listen to the entire thing in its entirety. Yeah, it's a little redundant what I just said, but um, it's out there, and so now you guys know. So really, really cool. Yes. Um, also, some you know the holidays are coming up. It's a great time to go to the uh, the cinema and check out a flick or two. Um, we've got some really cool movies that have been out or are coming out uh, that um, you know have to do with some people who are and and have been involved in the Tolkien universe. They shall not grow old. So this mm-hmm. is the um, uh, the World War One. Documentary that Peter Jackson is releasing. Uh, you've heard us kind of talk about it in passing, uh, but what he's done is he's used um, state-of-the-art technology to kind of update um, and bring new life to old footage, old audio clips. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. in in a, in a in a creating a beautiful documentary that is in the voices of the sh- of the soldiers who went through World War One. Yeah. Um, so relevant because it's Peter Jackson, but also relevant because. Our author, J.R. Tolkien, uh, started writing these stories in those trenches. Mm-hmm. You know, he found the inspiration and the beginning of specifically Middle Earth, you know, it, uh, during this trench warfare. So, uh, it would it would be, you know, we've had people like Val Homan has brought up yeah. this. She always reminds us that, you know, it, it, the, these, you know, go back to his experiences of war. We're mm-hmm. reading about a war. Yeah. Right? This is, there's a lot of, of Tolkien's experiences coming out in that. This chapter, we see it, Right. We we were confronted with Saruman and his persuasive voice, and how many wars have been started because of the persuasive words of wow. someone who can, hey, you know, who can rile an entire Preach it. nation, uh, to, get up to there, do things that they wouldn't otherwise. Get up on that mountain, uh, yeah, boy. <laughs> Don't call me Moses. Come on. Uh, so, um, really, really cool. It's actually being released December seventeenth. So my question is, Ezra, when are we
3: going? Uh, probably December sixteenth. We're gonna go at uh, the stroke of midnight. Sure. Yeah.
2: So we're gonna we're gonna go to this. um, We may maybe we'll do a little short uh, reaction podcast episode or something that we could kind of talk to because World War One is I know I know I know bits bits and pieces of World War One mostly through like high school history class. I had a really good high school history class teacher, but um, I'm not as familiar with it as World War Two or you know conflicts in the Middle East. So really looking forward to uh, it's going to be a very emotional. Film to go see. Yeah. Um, also, Ian McKellen playing the part is that documentary on him, and I thought it was new. I apologize, guys. That came out last November, but I think it might be available on some streaming services. So check that out if you can. Uh, I really want to watch that and take that in. Another one that's hitting the theaters on December fourteenth is Mortal Engines. This is based on a uh, four book series that I've never uh, read. I didn't. I didn't even actually even didn't even know it was a four book series based on. Um, Philip Reeves's novels and it's a Peter Jackson film.
3: Oh, is it really? I didn't yes. know it was Peter. Okay, cool.
2: So the gist of it is there's uh these wars in the future and civilizations have kind of become like almost machines <laughs> that yeah. eat other cities. And uh it's sort of a that's that's the gist of it. It's not <clears throat> it's not very detailed, but you know, they become giant predators, cities on wheels almost they devour devour everything in its path. So almost like, you know, Cities themselves, it's almost like a urban sprawl has become yeah. this, you know, individual gotcha. kind of thing monster. So huh, go cool. check that out too. Uh, also, uh, rest in peace to Jeff Murphy. He was a um, legendary New Zealand film film director. He was also mm-hmm. the guy in the orange chair who helped direct uh, for Lord of the Rings. Worked with Peter Jackson. Uh, you'll you'll guys remember from the appendices the funny snippet where uh, Billy Boyd. Uh, noticed that he was always in this orange chair, and he was always like, "Yeah, it's probably like, probably like from his first, you know,
1: job uh,
2: <laughs> directing. It's probably yeah. real sentimental, you know, bringing that in every every time he's uh, filming." Um, and he asked him one time, he was like, "You know, did you that must have been from your? I think it might have been Dom Monahan too, from your first directing job or whatever, right?" And he just said, "No." They just asked me what chair I wanted, and that one looked comfy and there's uh there's hilarious shots of i think at one point it was helicoptered in and there's this helicopter with just this orange this ugly orange office chair they brought over and like uh you see someone cutting into the earth to make a a flat spot so he could sit down in that chair so he was just but he he did a lot of um sort of groundbreaking and i'm not familiar with him but just legendary films in new zealand so nice uh tip of the cap to him rest in peace uh we have poll results as well so we just kind of said who got more hasty this last chapter was it the horns or the ents we had 104 of you vote uh, 31% the horns said the horns were more hasty 69 of
3: you overwhelmingly said 69% of you said ents got hasty yeah. what did I mean, you think man well i think it makes sense right i mean um, it's the ents who we get to talk with it's the sure. they're the ones we get to engage with so um you know they brag about not being hasty so
2: that's true and, and I, they were rather hasty so did you vote for the ents
3: you know, I don't actually remember who I voted I for. Vote on this one, boy? I don't know if I did actually. I I voted for horns. It's a quick turnaround this week for us. It, yeah, it has been only a couple. Of Typically, days. you give me an extra That's couple of days.
2: That's true. I voted for horns because I just figure, man, you know they're sleepier.
3: Well, they're kind of more. You they know, get there in a hurry, dormant, don't they? and they're running. Don't they get there in a hurry? Yeah, boy. Uh, at, at Helm's Deep. You yes, know? they do. They're all over the place. Yeah.
2: So I said, you know, I'm I'm they're both pretty hasty, but I gotta go with those Shearance. But you're yeah. right, the you know, the irony that the Ents are never hasty and they're mm-hmm. acting this way is actually a good thing. Something. We also have a premium Patreon profile. Yeah. So we need to whistle for all Goldberry. Don't we? We do. We need to get her down here. She might be down by the river. Uh <clears throat> get a little call for her. Yeah. Goldberry, Goldberry, Tom is calling you. Goldberry, Goldberry, come into view. Hello.
3: You guys missed that golden voice, didn't you? Ah, it's beautiful. Uh, So, Goldberry, um, we are, uh, who do we have today?
5: We are going to talk with Erica Barnes, or in other words, read her responses. Uh huh. And Erica has sent us three questions back. Um, do you mean to go ahead and get started?
3: Yeah, let's just uh, let's just. We know these. Erica. We've we, met Erica. We
5: have met Erica. Yeah, we know in, her on a Erica
2: personal. Erica made us yes. a um like a beautiful stuffed animal Arwen, for Winnie. For Winnie, it's very yeah. sweet. Isn't that amazing? She brought it to the unexpected or long expected party. Oh my! Messed that up. Uh, you did. Why haven't I seen this? I think you did, but you know, a wizard, you know, does sees them. what he sees. Yeah, sees what
1: he sees. what he yeah, sees. You sees, you know? he sees.
5: But I like that in her message, she said, hi, guys, and Sarah. I made it. All right. The first question. (laughs) That would be the ornament that Wendy has been playing with that just kicked over the ground. Anyways. Okay, Erica, you're in a tough spot, and only one character can come to your aid. Who do you call and why? She said, I would pick Aragorn. Me too, Erica. The man is a problem solver. Gets stuff done and is willing to go the extra mile for pretty much everyone. I appreciate those qualities in a person.
3: Yeah, so um, I wouldn't um, pick him. Just to be clear,
5: <laughs> I was—I thought you were saying you wouldn't go the extra mile for someone. Well, that's <laughs> that too.
3: Hey.
2: Uh, but it's also interesting hey. because uh, your favorite character would pick that guy.
3: Get oh. out of here! I'm not having a debate, and mm. you know I'm not doing this with you right now. Okay.
5: see. I love it. All Anyways,
3: right. Erica, wonderful. Thank okay.
5: you. Um, the next question was, do you own any memorabilia from the films? And if so, what? If not, what's on your wish list? She does have something. Mm-hmm. She said, the movies came out while I was in high school, and the school library had a bunch of those bookmarks with the one ring attached to them. Bonus, I picked the AON bookmark because she's the best. I'm going to pause for just a 2nd do high schools still give out bookmarks? Because they should. That's wonderful. From movies. Well, uh, Ezra would
3: know, wouldn't he? Yeah, you would think I would know. You would think. No, I guess they don't.
5: If they don't, they should, because that's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. I don't know, t- movies. Hey, this
3: is a plug for Roland Tangier. Start off from bookmarks. <laughs> yeah. What's going on up there?
5: Okay, and she <laughs> said, <laughs> I...
3: What's wrong with you? It's fine.
5: I wore that ring for months until it started to turn my finger green. I think the ring is still in my jewelry box, just waiting to turn more unsuspecting fingers green. More recently, I went to a certain party in the Shire of America and won a totally sweet Frodo figurine, courtesy of Mike Charles. I also broke down and ordered the Lord of the Rings loot crate. I'm really excited to see what I get. Isn't that what you received?
3: Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Mark Charles brought those. No. I, the, I'm sorry. Guys, the loot crate. Guys, what is a loot crate? A no, loot? It's, we got a
2: what a box. Oh, uh, okay. I, oh. I've been meaning to ask this question. What is a loot crate?
3: Well, I'm an uh, old guy. Well, she says
5: she's excited to see what she gets, so maybe it is
3: just random boxes with a theme. You guys want me to tell you?
5: Do you know? Do you know?
3: Do you guys want me to tell you? Yeah. No. Because I know. All right? No. So in The Hobbit, all right? When they go and they bury their little treasure this is box, bullcrap. he's making this up. Full of loot. Next question. Okay. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but that's probably the idea. That's what I'm saying, right? Right. I think it's cool. Cool. they have
2: like themes, right? Like there's
3: Star Wars loot Erica, crate. Erica, that- get
5: back to us. Let us know. You just cut what me off. You back. get. Hey, I think in she's been posting
3: crate. actually on her Instagram uh some of her loot crate stuff. I think. So is it, I didn't know that was, is it th-
5: like a box that you get yeah. every month? Yeah. I think w- with something? fandom
3: stuff. Yeah. I didn't think she, um, I was wondering where she was getting that stuff actually. So now I, I understand. We need to go look then. To the Instagram, Batman.
5: Question three. Do you have a favorite spot to read Tolkien? She said, I like to listen to the audio so that I can multitask while reading. I mostly listen while running at one of the parks near my house. The park is beautiful and has trails that run through the woods. Fleming Creek is babbling away in the background and there are a ton of animals that are more used to humans than they should be. The deer don't run away when they see me coming. It's less green now since winter is coming, but I feel like the ambiance of running in a forest makes the story more real.
2: Wow. You were just... Goldberry was just, uh, you know, sort of painting that picture with words and I feel like I was there. I feel like I was at Fleming Creek.
3: Um, did you answer that? Yeah, I did. And I, and I also felt like... Uh, is it a good thing or a bad thing that the animals are, you know? Maybe they need to change the
2: you know, the name to Radagast Grove. Because sure. y- you feel like Radagast when you're there.
3: Oh. oh, so that would make it a good thing. Good job. I man. mean, I would don't you want the animal? Yeah, yeah that was good. unless it's,
2: you know, maybe a big old bobcat. At this yeah. point, are yeah. we
5: four D listening?
3: Uh yeah, are we? If we're in a
5: forest. We smell the smells.
3: Uh huh. It's That's Erica, help us.
5: wonderful. I love that. That's pretty I would never have thought to do that. Read an audiobook while running. It's yeah. a pretty awesome.
3: Actually I've tried to uh
5: You listen to audiobooks. I do. Right?
3: I was about to say I, I tried to run once in a while. Um <laughs> maybe take a walk. Uh
5: but Erica, but the, when she was in the Shire of America, she we met her yeah. for the first time when she was running.
3: Well, yeah. After the run, after her run, yeah. Goldberry. Let's be honest. I mean, I wasn't running down the road, but (laughs) But she did go on multiple runs. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And I think
2: that you know, I think the trail at first kind of threw her off because did you you see her down to the trail? Not a loop. Yeah. Oh. But I think it started growing on her.
3: Yeah. That Amanda Trail is man. It's got some beautiful views. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Oh goodness. Well, that's awesome. Okay. Thank Uh, you so
5: much, Erica.
3: Yeah. Thanks, Erica. So that that was really cool. So um, we will uh, have more of those uh, coming up soon. Thanks, Goldberry.
5: You're welcome. See you later.
3: All right. Well,
2: Goldberry's off. Uh, That was pretty awesome to hear uh, Erica's answer to those questions. Um, Remember, guys, we have a lot of those coming up. Uh, And if you become a
3: patron at what level? It was the Valar. um, And we also have Valar. That's the Valar. I'm pretty sure it also might be the Maiar as well. Okay. So if you're in those two Um, tiers um, or if you want to join
2: those two tiers, that's just kind of one of the cool perks. We get to know you in in a kind of featured way.
4: Every
3: right. couple of weeks. And uh we we've got the schedule here we're working on um, you know, with the with those guys to get them in some yeah. of the appendices stuff. And um full disclosure, by the way, uh just so you guys know that the appendices is just raw. That's what <laughs> I wanted to kind of know that. It is an
2: after hours type.
3: Yes. So deal. just so you guys know, well, that's full disclosure going forward.
2: We are kind of we are hobbits and um
3: sometimes uh
2: they get a little wild. You know, you got uh, you got Marion and Pippin, and and um, we get carried away, don't we? We get in trouble. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you guys recall, but uh, if you're watching the movies, if you're if you're reading these books, they end up on tables dancing around quite a bit. Absolutely. And playing something. in the
3: fireworks. Yeah. You know.
2: Right. <laughs> so. And having to clean the dishes up afterwards. Yeah. And believe us, we have
3: had to do that uh-huh. too. Yeah. Make sure That's all the right. lights are turned off as. That's right. We will. So. Uh, all right, friends. Now it is time to dive into the reread. That was a voice almost that as melodic as Saruman's. Ah, yeah, right. Whatever you say, man. I'm His is follow more you like, Into the Ray Ray,
4: boys. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's kind of like, What happened to Saruman? You heard of the
2: men? Of I can't even do that. How like do do that. Like, i
3: like an old boy. I think of like an older I don't know, like a guy. So
2: he always <laughs> goes on about all these voices I do. Man, I tell you what, before we recorded. He was busting out these voices I've never heard. I, I was dying laughing. But
3: I just can't call them up like on cue. I just can't, you just did right there. I don't know. Give me Saruman. Some, sometimes on. I get kind of crazy. No, I'll, I can't do it. Now it's be, gone.
2: I'll be grim it's, it's gone. I I
3: it's gone. It'll come man. back. It'll come back. Uh, you're yeah, right.
2: locked up here in an Orphan.
3: And then you go, hey, you're going to stay there. You're going to stay there. All right, here we go. I'm so, getting rid of your jewel. Man, that's a big part, isn't it?
2: Well, here's this is interesting, guys. So we normally, we get together and we're like... Well, this go ahead is, and tell again, him. very frank too. You go ahead and tell You know, him. we'll read it, and we we might uh, come to a chapter where like, not much happened here, huh? Yeah. yeah. All sometimes, right. Sometimes. Or we come and we're like, so much man, happened. holy, is this going to have to be three episodes? We don't know. We don't know. Right. But this week, and it, it, we've always been on the same page. Yeah. This week, Ezra's like, <laughs> so you think what I'm thinking of the chapter? I was like. A lot, ha- And as I'm saying, a lot happened. Ezra goes, nothing, nothing. really happened, dude. And we were like, <laughs> yeah. what? What, what? And I thought he was joking. He thought I was joking. Yeah, I thought you are messing with me. So, and that's the cool thing about this book club, right? Is, yeah. you know, everyone's talked about how this chapter was really mean for me. I love this chapter. My favorite is, you know, the very beginning. A long expected party. Yeah, yeah. Nothing really happens. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah. Stuff, stuff does. But it's not, you know, that's not most people's favorite chapter. It's a lot of hobbity yeah. stuff. It's a lot of getting the story going, picking up, you sure. know, bridging the gap between the Hobbit
3: and uh yeah. So it's That just, was interesting. It yeah. was interesting. Yeah. So it'll be kind of neat to see what we think here. Uh, sure. uh I might uh, it might actually work out well cuz you'll get, you know, buried and dug into those details and I'll uh yeah. I'll say all right. move That's on.
2: Nice, You'll <laughs> be my
3: Gandalf. <laughs> all right, uh in recap though, let's mm-hmm. talk uh Merry and Pippin uh get this chance to kind of they see the hunters. Yeah. And uh, they get a chance to to meet with their friends again and and, and uh, tell a good tale. Yeah, you know, I was thinking uh, actually, I have a couple students, and I wish I could shout them out, but I'm not. I can't. Um, but they listen. Surprisingly. No way, man. Yes, actually, That's sweet. Uh, yeah, and so they will know who they are. Um, yeah, I'll just know d- thyself. and to DSNLB. Thyself be true. DS and they are great storytellers. It's awesome. Great storytellers. They just. Um, they they really uh yes also let's see here. Are RK, they like your Mary and Pippin in your life? KR. I just messed it up. So sorry, K. Uh but yeah, no, great, fantastic yeah. storytellers. And I we were talking it's... about that last week and I yep. it, it dawned on I me, mean, I was like, uh, you know, we're off to added them to the list, huh? Yeah. I mean yeah. like so anyways, it made me think just about, you know, Pippin and, and Mary getting their chance. They have an audience, you yeah. know, and they get a chance to kind of tell their story and, and talk yeah. about where they've where they've come, uh and, and fill in us on all those details. So, anyways, all that happens, and they basically set the stage. We find out with the Ents, uh, you know, how they have Saruman and uh, and how Grima showed up, and uh, they're all up in there in Orthanc. That's right. So, That's right. But, all right, now this week. Yeah,
2: so kind of what we're getting into is we have this confrontation with Saruman. Gandalf says, you know, uh, I got one more thing to do here. I got to go deal with this wizard. So, and the really cool thing, the the gist of this chapter is we kind of, for the first time, um, get to interact with Saruman himself. Mm-hmm. We've heard a lot of people tell tales about him. Uh, we've we've uh, heard people tell of interactions they've had with him and, and retell that story. Now we're getting to see him in the flesh. We get to see specifically the power of his voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, I, I, I love this chapter. I was blown away by this chapter uh, because Tolkien, the way he describes the power of his voice, it's sure. not how you'd think. Yeah, it's not the way you think when you hear. Oh, this this uh, this wizard has a very powerful voice. The way he describes it and all the nuances, yeah, and how it's based on it's I don't know. I think we think sometimes. Man, his voice sounds so beautiful. That's a powerful voice, or her voice is so easy to listen to. But the crazy thing here is we see this is an instrument of Saruman's. Mm-hmm. You know, it can get away from him. He can lose control of it, and he yeah. can let this other energy come out that almost ruins. The gift of his voice, um, so so it, it's spell-like. It's magical, and what it what it does to the listeners is pretty incredible too. How we learn the details of its different effect on the listener, depending on who the listener is. Yeah, like that was the part that just blew me away too. I'm like, and and how, yeah, the, the potential power of it taking root and destroying someone, and them having no
3: no ability to stop it was. It's, that's frightening that's an amazing well, thing i think it's even it, it's more so that uh, the knowledge of like like going into something and and having heard beforehand that there is power in this and there's there's seduction in this voice is actually what kind of could could save you uh because i think that the the true craft and the true art of the you know um uh, i guess what gives it more power is that you wouldn't even know you have no idea sure you, like th- there is no tell yeah like he's actually, there's nothing about the voice that makes it stand out in yeah. any way that you're like, oh, yeah. you know, when I think back, well, it fondly, sounds kind and and right, welcoming, and I can almost imagine yeah. though, like just that it's, I don't know, the way that it weaves is, it's it's a power that it's super strong, yeah, but there's just you have no idea, but there's some amazing know, things because because even though even though they know though, man, even
2: mm. though they know, all right, yeah, there there are times where. All of them yeah, right, yeah. are convinced. And uh-huh. Aragorn himself, yeah, the only one yeah. who isn't affected is yeah. Gandalf. It's crazy. I mean, man. that's crazy. Like even, yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, so, a, it's a frightening thing. And you can see how it's it's a huge weapon. Yeah. So he has this conflict with, uh, or he has this, you know, he and Gandalf, uh, there's this conflict, right? Yeah. There's this uh, interaction. Um, and eventually, you know, the gist of it is, uh, Saruman's cast out of the order. Yeah, he's he's uh, banished by uh, Gandalf. He gives him a chance to come back. He says, you know, you can redeem yourself. You can be free. Yeah. And Saruman says free. Yeah. Kind of scoffing at it. He says, you mean free to come down there and 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 that's where the freedom ends, you know, essentially. And Gandalf says, when I say free, I mean free, Mm -hmm. you know, and you'd have my protection. Yeah. What an amazing character Gandalf is to offer that. Um, you know, he obviously uh, uh, decides to, to, he's too proud to accept that. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's Grimma who's sort of, the, the ending of the chapter is Grimma casting this item down, and we discover this is an item of great importance and interest to Gandalf. Yeah. Pippen picks it up. Gandalf says, hey, give that to me. And then you've got um, Gandalf kind of asking Treebeard to pour the waters back in. Yeah. To make this a, a prison forever.
3: Yep. For, Lake uh, for, Lake Orthanc.
2: Lake Orthanc.
3: So, all right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So uh, let's dive into some of these details here and, and see what we can what we can pull out. Um, they uh, so there's Gandalf and Theoden and his mm-hmm. men said, "Legolas, mm-hmm. let us go meet them." Yeah, so remember, they were off, kind of uh, discussing various things, and well, as we said, we're picking up on on Pippin, you know. Telling his story, and they see their their uh, what do they call them? Like the, like the last chapter, like the wise, right? the the, the wise are like yeah, the, yeah. the greater of the party. Went off to have yeah. a conversation, and yep. they're kind of making a joke that here we are still, <laughs> still the leftovers, right? The flotsam yeah. and jetsam, yeah, right. Uh, so they um, so they head down the uh, from the gates there to um, to, to Orthink, uh going slowly for the flagstones were cracked and slimed. Yeah, wow. Uh, the riders, seeing them approach, halted under the shadow of the rock and waited for them, gay rode forward to meet them. And uh, basically just kind of goes on here to, to talk about what he and, uh, you know, Treebeard had discussed and that um, he's hoping that the companions are well-rested and refreshed and ready to go because there's still an errand here. Yeah. There's still yeah. more to kind of do. So, uh, and, you know, Mary just says, you know, it's that uh, their discussion has ended, um, that they've, they've uh, had their talk. And uh, and ended in smoke. Is that what he says? Yeah. It began and ended in smoke. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> a good time. I think that's how every conversation right. should uh, yeah. should should go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so they are. Let's see here. So they move on, and uh, Gimli they they talk about whether or not uh, this is this is the paragraph I think it's important to kind of read here. Um, he says, "I have now at last a last task to mm-hmm. do before I go. I must I must pay Saruman a farewell visit." Dangerous and probably useless, but it must be done. Yeah. Those of you who wish to come along with me, um, you know, uh, beware, and do not jest. This is not the time for it. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> it's funny. He's coming up on this happy, merry kind of, uh, you know, they're probably in high spirits, and it's yeah. like we're, things seem lighthearted. You know, we, we've won. Yeah, you're on a, uh, a, victory a couple battles. Yeah, yeah, exa- you, yeah. A couple essentially. You've, yep. you've shown up here uh, to Isengard and it's. Um, Captured and, and yeah. you know in the hands of the Ents and Treebeard, yeah. but yeah, when it's time for jesting is over, we're going yeah. to face a, another wizard. Yeah, I mean, a big deal. Yeah, and you're right. It, it is
2: significant too there that uh, that Gandalf he, he does he says you know don't mess around. This is serious. So you're right. They, he does even give them that warning, and even with that warning,
3: um, man. Well, Gimli, I think <laughs> I don't know if Gimli's jesting here or not, but like. Yeah, uh, he says that he wishes to see him to learn if he really looks like you. I don't yeah. know that Gimli doesn't seem like a very good reason to go. Does he just want to go? Are yeah. they just intrigued? Do you just want to yeah. see. And I'm, uh, I'm thinking he's uh, trying
2: to solve that riddle, right? You know. And I, I go back to that moment too. He was the first one to see that stranger appear on the fire. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so maybe part of it is just sh- you know pure curiosity. He's like, I want to, I want to, I want to make sure that that wasn't actually Gandalf. You know, when he's telling us that that it wasn't him, I want to make sure that you know this. That that was Saruman. That he's telling me the truth. You yeah, know, around the fire, just out well, of curiosity, right?
3: Well, and and what's great is you you get this um, a little tidbit. I love time you can find a trace of what wizards can do and their power. Yes, because he says that you know to your eyes, Gimli, he could look like me. Yeah. He could make himself look like yeah. me. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Uh, you know, and perhaps he could make him look like you know himself look like whoever he wanted right. to look like. Really, their whole idea is that they are disguised as old men, right? And the other cool thing about that,
2: too, is that plays into the whole Saruman, the many-colored. Yeah. Right? Can appear
4: uh-huh. differently to uh-huh. lots of different people.
2: You know, I also know that, that 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 whole idea is based on the fact that he was white and he was broken. And when you break uh, light or, or white, it breaks into these many colors. You know, you put light through a prism and you see all the colors and all that stuff. It's broken. He's a broken wizard. But also just that idea that, you know,
3: he has many shades. He has many yeah. hues. Uh, right. You know he can appear many different ways. So right, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, now the problem is, you know, they've been here for a bit and uh, they can't get him to come out, anyways. Right. So he's he's afraid of something. or He doesn't. He won't show himself because right. of the ends. Right. You know, and the horns. He's right. Those tree demons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and so Gandalf kind of knows that I think, and yeah. I think, yeah, you know, like they're they're very their intentions are, I mean, they don't have good intentions. I will just put it like that. Uh-uh. No. Uh uh. No. With Saruman. Tree so. He's yeah. the tree killer. Exactly. Yeah. And boy, if old Quickbeam could have got a hold of him Man. there. Good. And If anybody could have, it would have been Quickbeam. Right. Because we know how hasty he can be. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Damn so near speedy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gandalf has convinced the uh, to the kind of fall back out of sight. Yeah. Right. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can we can get Saruman to step out and, and, and speak with us. Uh, and Pippin kind of wonders, you know, like, well, I mean, is that why? I mean, is that why? Is, what are we going to see here? You know, is that... Yeah. Are we going to be? Are we pouring more fire out? Are there more devices? Is he going to uh, shoot at us? Is he going to shoot us? Yeah. Cast a spell from yeah. afar. Yeah. And Gandalf kind of says, you know, the last one there, yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. More likely that that he might, uh, you know, uh, cast a spell on you if you go up there with sort of a what sure, do you say um, a light, yeah, light, yeah. light spirit. Yep. Yep. Or Which, light heart. Yeah. Again, was what he's telling them to kind of harden themselves and and be be ready. Yeah. Uh, because I think he's going to play on those emotions, right? And he says, beware. Uh, his voice. Yeah. You know, he gives him that, that, that warning. Uh,
2: Goodness. Okay. We get a really cool description here of Orthanc, which we've gotten kind of in pieces. Uh, I think, I think originally, right. We caught a, a sort of vague description of it from Frodo's dream. Mm-hmm. Right. When Frodo had the dream of this tower and the moon and uh, a figure being carried away by an Eagle. Right. Which we yep. know was, was Gandalf and, and Gwahir. Um, going to, to rescue him from more thing. Uh, it was black and the rock gleamed as if it were wet. The many faces of the stone had sharp edges as though they had been newly chiseled. A few scorings and small flake-like splinters near the base were all the marks that it bore of the fury of the Ents. So we get the idea, just hard, um, uh, uh, black. Uh, the, the best description we've, and, and the way we've seen it represented is uh, obsidian. Right, that volcanic obsidian rock. Um, yeah. Also interesting too, like how the tower really reflects who Saruman is—the many faces, sure. Right? The many yeah. colored. The you know he's he's the way he tries to manipulate people. He's who uh, we don't who is this guy?
3: Who is he? Yeah. And at his yeah. core,
2: right on the eastern side, in the angle of two piers, there was a great door high above the ground, and over it was a shuttered window opening upon a balcony hedged with iron bars. Up to the threshold of the door, there mounted a flight of 27 broad stairs, hewn by some unknown art of the same black stone. This was the only entrance to the tower, but many tall windows were cut with deep embrasures in the climbing walls, for up they peered like little eyes in the sheer faces of the horns. Hmm. So uh, just a beautiful uh, description of this imposing... Fortress,
3: maybe. yeah. Well, there's power in this place, yeah, uh, as, as well. I think at one point, Gandalf kind of hints that he could hole up here and he'd be fine. I mean, he yeah. like, it, it's something, it's a good place of protection, yeah, you know. So, I, I can't think of any other power. I mean, like, like a force, a raw force that is like the ints that could do, you know, right. they can't do any damage, right? If thing. Mother Nature can't destroy,
2: you know, yeah, uh, um. A structure like that then then probably nothing can and you get the idea too that this is almost like it almost seems like it was carved out of one piece of stone mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. kind of whittled away by these master craftsmen um and uh
3: yeah well and what's if crazy, that's true
2: it would be in, it would be almost impossible to, to destroy
3: yeah and the crazy thing is too like they the ends crush stones you know, know and like they're able to I kind know. of so their roots can can you know split rock they can right you know, it's we just, saw we saw them last chapter breaking them like breadcrumbs yeah, yes yeah, so I don't know, magical place, interesting. Yeah. But um, so Gandalf says, you know, he's going to go up. He he's been to Torthank, and he kind of knows its peril. He knows yeah. what he's going to see there. And uh, King Theoden also decides yeah. to go with him. Come with you, I think. You know, he says, "I'm old. I'm you know, what peril is there for me, right. really? Right, which is interesting. I, I like. Uh, but he brings uh, Aemir with him, right? <laughs> That's right. And Gandalf says that uh, Aragorn shall come with me. Yeah. So they each kind of have their. Uh, yeah, no. they're king. Yeah, or their, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's that's kind of neat to see uh, those go up, and you know, Gimli and Legolas both represent uh, their own kind, you right? Know, yeah, elves and dwarves, and so they want to be represented there uh, as well. I actually thought at one point when I was rereading this, I was like, "Are the Hobbits going to step up?" Yeah, but then Pippin's kind of like, "Should we even be here?" Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's like, "Are we too close?" That's right. We might want to
2: step back. And almost he's he's almost kind of saying like, "What do we even come? No one wants us here anyway." Yeah. So he goes yeah. on to say like, you know, we're not even wanted, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's just head out of here.
3: Yeah. 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 There may be something there.
2: There might be something there. Yeah. It is interesting. When you it? get
3: into the next chapter, you know, the connection with Pippin. and Sure. Yeah. So, sure. But anyways, yeah. So, so he's there and, uh, up finally, he calls out, he's summoning, uh, Saruman forward and, uh, he cries in that loud voice, that commanding voice, which is very yeah. important, yeah. very yeah. commanding voice. Yeah. Um, What's he say? Saruman, yeah. come forth. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Doesn't get an answer, you know, no. at first. Yeah. No, he's hesitant to come out, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's actually Wormtongue who shows right. up. So, and uh, he's there wasting the time. But, you know, one of the things too, theta now kind of gets to, he sees, you know, Wormtongue and sees really, really, truly where his allegiances always were. Yeah. You know, and which is interesting because that also too... Will show you the power of Saruman's voice, the king. Yeah. The fact that they're that later on that he hesitates in his speech, and that maybe they were almost convinced. And he's seen Grima. He's seen yeah. you know, Grima. Sorry, I to say Grima. <laughs> you've got me saying it all sorts of different ways. Uh, but he he sees him kind of up in the you know up there associated with Saruman, and it's sort of like well he's been this is the guy who's been giving me this this counsel. It'd be, it'd be really hard to see, wouldn't it? I mean, it would be that would be yeah. I don't know. Just <laughs> counselor.
2: And th- if it's like a painful confirm. reminder. Yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. It should,
3: should confirm what Gandalf has been telling him. And you, absolutely. you you put your you know, you've allied with the right wizard. Right. Okay. And then But isn't it amazing how his words have almost everyone convinced of the opposite. Yeah. You know, and Saruman's Gandalf
2: words in the future here that lets
3: it, it I think he's also kinda of he testing does. that power. I think testing, he wants to see sure. just how much how pervasive, you know, or how um Persuasive. Persuasive, thank yeah. you. Yeah. His words. Uh, can be. Yes. so If yeah. I can get my words right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we got. Well, I just have, I mean, the the
2: whole next paragraph, just the description of his voice uh, and the initial uh, hearing of it. I mean, because for some of these characters, it's the first time ever hearing mm-hmm. Saruman's voice. And that's the other thing, too. Is how did Gandalf, did he just tell uh, those close to him uh, about the power of his voice? Did he tell all 25 of the party there? Mm. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's. that might, might be a detail that's, it's left out on purpose uh, because it affects everyone differently. Um, so the window closed, they waited. Suddenly, another voice, voice spoke, low and melodious, its very sound an enchantment. Those who listened unwarily to that voice could seldom report the words that they had heard. And if they did, they wondered, for little power remained in them. Mostly, they remembered only that it was a delight to hear the voice speaking. All that it said seemed wise and reasonable and desire awoke in them by swift agreement to seem wise themselves. When others spoke, they seemed harsh and uncouth, by contrast. And if they gainsaid the voice, anger was kindled in the hearts of those under the spell. For some, the spell lasted only while the voice spoke to them, and when it spoke to another, they smiled, as men do who see through a juggler's trick while others gape at it. For many, the sound of the voice alone was enough to hold them enthralled. But for those whom it conquered... The spell endured when they were far away, and ever they heard the soft voice whispering and urging them. But none were unmoved. None rejected its pleas and its commands without an effort of mind and will, so long as its master had control of it. Mm. That's wild. Because we also see glimpses where he loses control of his voice. Absolutely. And it's almost like they're awoken from a dream, and they see him for who he really is. He composes himself back quickly, you know uh-huh. yeah. and then they're back into it and they're having to struggle to either fight off this power and see through it or they're totally captive to it yeah isn't that amazing i mean it's just it's just crazy to think <sighs> a voice as a weapon uh-huh. you know a voice uh-huh. as as a tool to control and to manipulate and to gain power yeah pretty incredible kind of
3: reminds me of uh when i speak to myself in the morning in the mirror <laughs> it's just one of those You're
2: special you're a good boy, and you gonna make a difference.
3: And you're lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but uh, yeah, it, it, his his voice is very seductive. Well, I, I think it is. It, that's the result, but that's not the way. You know, Gandalf's sort of letting them know that. And as you say, yeah. I don't know if this is just sort of. I'm not sure who this is said to. You know, this is just a description to the reader. Yeah, this is right. It's really yeah, it's a it's, it's, uh, sort
2: of a breakdown of the power of his voice. Right. Which is cool that, you know, Tolkien devotes like that much time. So not only does he show the effects through this conversation, but he upfront says, Hey, this is this is how they heard it, this is what it sounded like to them and then this is also the power it has on that paragraph's broken into two chunks. Mm-hmm. The power it has on people. Right. You know, and, and that I have that line underlined, but for those whom it conquered the spell endured when they were far away, and ever they heard that soft voice whispering and urging to them. Tolkien Gateway pretty much when describing his voice implies that like it has the power. Some people it takes hold of and never lets go. Yeah. Okay. Never, ever lets go. Wow. And you got to think, you know, Grandma's pretty close to that. Absolutely. I mean, eventually, I think eventually we see that he overcomes that in the very end. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he's he's pretty much under under total control. Yeah. yeah. I wonder,
3: too, if there are other ra- like races or groups of people who are more susceptible or easier to kind of, you know, manipulate. I don't know. Sure. Just kind of yeah, sure. Maybe there's a, a difference there. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, we know too. Just with, uh, I think, doesn't get off say was it last chapter that, uh, or was it Aragorn who who talks about um, the fact that Gandalf, Galadriel, Elrond were some of the few who could possibly yes hear him speak and mm-hmm. and uh, withstand yeah. uh, or not uh, you know be swayed or, yes. or be under his spell. Yeah. So yeah, a select few. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they look up there and, and basically they hear this. Um, this question, this gentle question, that's how it's described, mm-hmm. and he says, uh, "Why must you disturb my rest? Will you give me no peace at all by night or by day?" Um, its tone was that of a kind, kindly heart, um, aggravated by injuries undeserved. Yeah, you know, almost like he's just like he's been disturbed. Like, come on, like you know, we're feeling bad
2: for disturbing him, guys. Sorry, guys. Look,
3: you've Sorry. already done it. You've been banging on the doors all yeah. night. You know. Yeah. What's putting into this, right? And, uh, you know, and you're almost like, yeah, you're right. We've been keeping you up. Yeah. We're gonna head out. You know what? You stay
2: here. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not even gonna make the ants come back. You just have a clear shot. Get out. That's of our here. bad. Right. Why have we been banging right. on your doors on, right? And the other freaky thing too that this has happened once before. We've seen it around the fire, right? With the three hunters on the on the edge of Fangorn. They look up. They looked up astonished, for they heard no sound of his coming. Uh huh. So yes. He's just there. Boom. This, sure. yeah, this, yeah. this dude has a way of sneaking up on you right there you go yeah just for sure. just being there all of a sudden uh, and they saw a figure standing on the rail looking down upon them an old man swathed in a great cloak the color of which was not easy to tell for it changed if they moved their eyes or if he stirred Yeah, his face was long with a high forehead he had deep darkling eyes hard to fathom though the look that they now bore was grave and benevolent and a little weary so, you know, feeling bad for this guy. His hair and beard were white, but strands of black still showed about his lips and ears. And then it's Gimli who kind of says to himself, he's taking this view in of Saruman, like and yet
3: unlike. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. He's making the comparison, right? Yeah, yeah. uh, we, Real quick, I mean, who were there any fashion consultants? I mean, Batman looked... <laughs> Did you, his cloak, man? I mean, was that in or was that out? I don't. Nah, I don't it seems kind of futuristic, doesn't it? It really does. It Seems like a future fabric. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of Marty
2: McFly's hat in Back to the okay. Future too. Yeah. Sort of that like rainbow shimmer, almost like pearlescent.
3: Okay. Right. Yeah, like that yeah, that right, sheen a yes. pearl has, where you're yeah. like, whoa, it's
2: or oil. Yeah. When oil sort of has that on, um, yeah, col- yeah a gleam tone. of all the colors, yeah. you're like, dang, what is he wearing?
3: Yeah, man? yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I need to get me some
4: threads like that.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. But, yeah. um, so yeah, he says, uh, but come now to the soft voice to, at least of you, I know by name Gandalf, I know too well, uh, to have much hope that he seeks help or counsel here, but you Théoden. So at first it just, we, we know we can't take that. Like, it's funny. He abandons the angle, uh, with Gandalf. He doesn't even, you know, he's not even going to, uh approach him with some with his words not and, and definitely not first not first no he's like yeah. the last resort I'll go yeah. to Gandalf if, if everyone else fails yeah 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 withstands me right yeah right uh so he's talking to Théoden you know and uh, he's almost kind of questioning like you know why does um why hasn't King Théoden reached out to him before yeah I've been or here we're neighbors right you need a cup of sugar come on over right, right. You and know? actually, it's really
2: interesting. So I did some digging on on Saruman because I yep. was like, I don't really know that much about him. Yeah. So he, he took, he, he, uh, or was given the keys to Orthanc, kind of sort of um, manipulated that as well. Uh, there were other reasons he went there. But he was there as a defense mm-hmm. um, in the West to help defend um, and work together with the people of Rohan and Gondor.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? So yeah. it's kind of interesting he's coming at it from this angle. As like a history, oh, of I see what this, you're
3: saying. You know, this is part of my job. You yeah, know? like, like, I've, why haven't you reached out to right, me? Right, this
2: is why I'm here. Yeah, this is why I'm at Isengard. Is yeah. to help protect Rohan, help protect Gondor, to act as an advisor.
3: Interesting. Yeah, right. And and you haven't sought me out, but yet here I find you. Yeah. Uh, with Gandalf cousin, is, is it yet too late? Right. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Man. I, yeah. There's a lot going on yeah. there. Um. So he says, yeah, uh, yeah." Um, they't opened his mouth as if to speak, but he said nothing. Yeah. I love he, this he's, too. Cause he's rendered speechless. Yeah,
2: you're thinking like, what is they going to say? Yeah. What is he going to do? Is he going right. to be persuaded? Because he even says stuff like, um, you know, talking about all the evil counsels that have been beset him. And he says, you know, um, uh, still I would save you and deliver you from the ruin that draws nigh inevitably if you ride upon this road which you have taken. Indeed, I alone can aid you now, like you don't know what Gandalf is getting you into. Right. Gandalf's gotten a lot of people into some bad situations. He's going uh-huh. right into it, Théoden. Yeah, it's going right into the heart of Mordor. Oh, Stormcrow, over there. That's right. He's gonna mislead
3: you. <laughs> but I can save yeah. you. I, you know, I have, I have a way to protect you and yeah, give you good counsel. So, right, it, well, and and as he's saying these things, remember, Gandalf is standing right Silent. there. Silent. You gotta love that part. Not like being being a the word. Gandalf guy. Like I mean, he's you, that gone. He's he's so confident. He's just like this is a test, I think, yeah. that these characters need to pass. Yeah. And it's also he's there. He's the safety net. Yeah. Uh and he's also, I think, gauging Saruman's power. Yes. And uh, yes, and, and
2: to play out that I also think he is um he knows. He knows Saruman's disdain. He knows Saruman is I think later he compares him to a cornered wild beast. Yeah. right and he knows that he's going to show his hand and, and and that is his frustration and his insecurities are going to lash out and it's going to be evident to everyone and Gandalf will be there as a contrast right mm-hmm. as this calm, confident um, uh, benevolent advisor yeah. that he is and they're going to see that they're going to be like, well, there's Gandalf. he's not acting like this dude right We're, We've never seen him
3: act like this lashing that's, out at us yeah
2: right right he knows that that's going to happen
3: eventually. Exactly. Right. Well, and and do you think to when we get to the part where he does lash out a little bit, is mm-hmm. that his power waning, that he can't keep Dude, himself gr- com- composed? Great question. You know, I don't know. That's All a right. great question because that's what it seems like to me. Like in the back in the day, he could probably wordsmith it like no one's business. Right. You know right. what I mean? And, and he's
2: so he's but he's
3: so frustrated with uh, and rattled. jealous of Gandalf yeah, too. He's rattled. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So um, yeah, he, he's he's again making this plea there and and talking about all the things that Gandalf is 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 doing to Theoden, and um, basically also the men around him though mm-hmm. as with Gandalf's silence mm-hmm. and and also Theoden's silence, mm-hmm. the riot writer, the, the writers kind of um, start to murmur approval yeah at the words of Saruman right and uh, they too were silent and spellbound yeah. You know,
2: so and that next that next part too. It seemed to them, you know, so they're thinking in their heads that Gandalf had never spoken so fair and fittingly to their lord That's as right. Saruman now does. Yeah. Rough and proud now seemed all his dealings with Theoden, and over their hearts crept a shadow. So I love how he takes the time to he kind of goes through this hierarchy, right, mm-hmm. of how these individuals are processing those words. Yeah, you know these these riders are more common folk, right? They're valiant warriors, but they they don't have the same kind of stature that Theoden, Aragorn, Aomer. Legolas, Gimli, Gandalf have, yeah, right, and uh, they're more easily persuaded. They're more they're more quick to question.
3: Let me ask you a question: Isn't it more difficult to speak truth to power? You know, like, absolutely. So, so Gandalf has to sometimes, I'd say, come off a little rough, and he's got to shake mm-hmm, things up mm-hmm, a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's got to have a difficult conversation. Right. And so, that might be in their mind <laughs> stuck in there, like, wow, yeah. huh? And that's a harder thing to do versus to. Um, You know, pull a worm tongue or to wordsmith it or to kind of tell you what you want to hear. hear. That's exactly what I was going to say, man. Because that's not what true friends,
2: that's not what true allies do. Right. Because that keeps you in the same spot. It doesn't
3: challenge you to overcome obstacles. Yeah. Right. There's a good way and a bad way to do that. Some people are more harsh and more, you know, um, I don't know, they don't have the, uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't know, they're they're blunt. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think Gandalf has a nice blend of that. But right now at this moment, what they see, as you say, is someone like, well, that person's really being nice to me or talking. A a true manipulator, you got to watch. I mean, there are people I I see this with kids sometimes. They're just learning, figuring things out, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you watch, I mean, you know, they they know how to kind of win a person back or turn somebody against somebody else Mm -hmm. or the Mm -hmm. gossip, the school talk. I hear it literally every day. And it's amazing, you know, to kind of watch. And I'm like, whoa. Were we like that? We were. Absolutely. And that's okay. That's actually okay. It's part of developing and growing. Yeah. Um, But anyways, yeah. So it was Gimli the dwarf who broke uh, this silence. And he says, uh, the words of this wizard stand on their heads. (laughs) All right. Uh, In the language of Orthanc, help means ruin and saving means slang. That is plain. But we do not come here to beg. Uh, and you know He's you know He kind of tells Tries to tell Gimli off But I have to say He tells him to be quiet I'm not yeah. speaking to you you're, you're of no concern to me Yeah exactly right. you, You're, you're you not You know I, mm-hmm. But he kind of says you know, I'll come to you and, and we'll talk eventually But So he's kind of Backhandedly being A little bit um, You know Putting him off But and, then And also
2: kind of like Taking his words And She's and, uh, like Subverting them To the writers And the others there He's saying like You know you're this doesn't concern you. You're from far away. You're not these these men of Rohan. They're right here in this battle. Like you could go home. Yeah, uh-huh. you could escape this kind of stuff. Not not them. You mm-hmm. know, I'm I'm talking to them right now. They've they've got these troubles. I love too the detail he puts in there. Like Gimli doesn't just say this. He growls and uh-huh. grips the handle of his axe. Yeah, yeah. You know, like he, dude, man. I don't know. I I I, I understand why he's so comic. Such comic relief in the in the films, I would have loved to see more shades of this this Gimli. It's sure. just,
3: and we get we, we do get some of that, but like, man, I tell you what, he truly tons represents in the book. Yeah, you know, uh, dwarves and mm-hmm. and stuff, and he represents them well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, yeah, fierce loyalty, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's actually so after he speaks and is kind of put down, uh, you know, Sarmon's still trying to convince Theoden, and it's Amir who yeah. speaks up. Yeah. Before the king, and I think that says something. That's sort of a yeah, it does. Also, it says two things, right? Amair, younger, speaking mm-hmm. before his king, stepping up, trying to guide in the right way, etc. But also, there's wisdom in waiting, yep. and being patient, sure, and sure. hearing everybody else, right, you know, out. Um, and think about the the demons that Theoden is conquering too. Right yeah, now. Absolutely. Right. You know, there's he was, going
2: on. and I'm thinking too, like Aomer was able to, you're right. There, there's a difference there in personalities. There's a difference in, in age. Yeah. Uh, maybe in, maybe even like, um, self-worth between those two. Yeah. Cause he plays on that too here. He, he talks about how he's the, the great son of, of, um, you know, legendary sires and how yeah. they even says, he's like, I'm the lesser son. Uh huh. You know, he, they, there is that sort of like, not self-loathing, but He's harsh on himself, Theoden is right. He sees his failures. He knows yep. that you know he he was the one who was controlled by Grima. Sure, Aomer never was. Yep. Aomer bucked that. Aomer did that to the point of being capped. You know,
3: being uh, you know locked up because of it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I totally see what you're saying. I I think it's I think it's twofold. I think it's everything you just said. Yeah.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
3: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I just love... I don't know. This is just me personally. This is kind of who I am. But, like, I love being confident in silence. Oh, yeah. And And waiting. Yep. You know, for... Just let stuff kind of... Sometimes, man, silence can say so much. Yeah. And right yeah. now, I mean, I think, you know, obviously... Yeah, uh, like the the initial go to here is that like he's dumbfounded, he's spellbound. No, but I he doesn't know what yeah, to say. I mean, but, you might think that on an initial read. Right, right, but I and but,
2: I think yeah, you're cuz you're left in suspense, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I I think it is absolutely what you're saying because it's like he is uh Yeah, and he's also, I don't know, he's also doing something interesting with when he finally does speak, the contrast will be that much greater. Yeah, right. Absolutely. When he finally does speak, you will have all this Saruman
3: babble build up and he's going to break through with reason and his men are going to see it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, it's very much, it it makes the contrast. Yeah. You're right. Mm -hmm. That much more. And, uh, but it's because of that. Yeah. You like said that power of silence. I love it. I love being comfortable with that and almost like, because the the power that Saruman has is words. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Weaving webs through his, um, speech. Yeah. And it's, and it's funny because so, so many times in life, and I do this in, in meetings or just, the, I, I talk with my kids about this sometimes, mm-hmm. about being comfortable with a pause or a silence or mm-hmm. wait time or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are very uncomfortable with it. Yeah, they are. You know? Uh, yeah. And they're really your words that what what's coming. They like it to be rapid fire. They yeah. like to have a, a rapid fire exchange. And uh, a lot of words, but not a lot of uh, substance. Right. Right. And you know actually I'll I'll throw uh, two people I know and one more recent than than another um, my good but my longtime friend Tom is very slow to kind of speak and but when he does those words carry a little bit more weight yeah. and also someone we recently met Ni- uh, Nicholas mm-hmm. oh very yeah. much you know thinks about and articulates in his very um, like his word choice like he, he really picks... I love that about Nick when you're talking to Nick yeah um, you know what I'm saying oh yeah because you'll you'll even see it in his face.
2: Uh-huh. Like I remember talking to him, and and uh, and I I would almost kind of talk too much. I think right. I was talking too much just just because I was making conversation. And you would see him; you'd see him uh, process what you're saying, mm-hmm. formulate his his words. But yeah, just that that confidence in I'm gonna take my time.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And I
2: think about that, and I'm like that a lot at work. Yeah. We'll be in these meetings, and everyone wants to throw out these quick answers, right. and everyone wants to try and. Uh, fill the the space with whatever, yeah, yeah, words, and uh, I need time. I need the time to be in that meeting, go back and think, and then come back maybe days later with a with an idea that can help.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's not so, valued
2: though. The si- You're right. The silence isn't valued as much. We have to yeah. be quick and witty, yeah. and we always have to have an answer. Yeah,
3: like yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I, don't, I, I thought I'd just point it out because it's it's a different kind of take on it. But anyways, totally. Um. Yeah, Aemir, once he finishes, again, Sarmon, you know, kind of, uh, you know, talks about, he's basically kind of like, why, why are we, it's almost like they're picking on Saruman here, and they're not yeah. really seeing what he's saying, and he's trying to, again, yeah. convince them, and uh, as you say, he's talking, he's pleading with Aemir and, and telling him to, you know, um, that, that his, what he's good at is fighting skills, his valor. Right, right. Um, he's talking to a king, though, you know, like, yeah. Amir, hold on a second. Yeah. You're not king yet. Maybe when you are, and then he yeah. then there's that then there's that other because like, he has that flash. Has I'm gonna that, put you down for a second. Yep. Then, you know he has that flash
2: of uh, of anger that that uh-huh. was plain for for all to see. And then you're right. He comes back, and his voice is soft again. It's kind again, and
3: he lulls them back into this. It, it is so manipulative, man. Uh-huh. When he also plays on their fear of of what they don't know, uh-huh. uh, that being the wood and the trees uh, yorns. Yeah. Right. And they could be on your doorstep next. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, and again, he kind of says, but you know, my Lord of Rohan, um, am I might be called a murderer because, you know, I mean, it's because valiant men have, have fallen in battle. Uh, if you go to war needlessly for, I did not desire it, uh, then men will be slain. So kind of like you guys are going to call me a murderer and you're, you're right. going to put all this at my feet. I didn't tell you to go to war. Right you know right Which, but Amir had just said not to forget you know his own son oh. uh, because of Saruman was you know has lost his life Hama yeah Hama's yeah death as well Hama, and yes, then, that's right yeah Hama's then, as well
2: um, he goes on to bring on like you know you guys have done the same thing uh huh you know men of Rohan have, have uh, you know your house is stained with murder as well right you know they fought many wars assailed many who defied them yet with some they have afterwards made peace so again using um you know their own ancestry their own people as an example of how look we can we can be friends we can make this all right Mm -hmm. we can be on the same team right Jeezy. so like his that's where his his knowledge of history is big too his, his words are informed by his knowledge sure he's he's premeditated he it's almost like as soon as things started going sour he he knew. He's like, oh, this is what's gonna happen. I really need to, I really need to have all my bases covered here. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't know how a, how a wizard would think. They're probably way more cerebral and instant than this. But mm-hmm. like, I need to be prepared for Theoden and Gandalf, mm-hmm. and who else knows wh- who else marching up here and having a Absolutely. conversation with them. And then how specifically and analytically I'm going to persuade them. Yeah. I'm going to go here first I'm going to hit this point That doesn't work I got this point backed up That yep. doesn't work I got this Then I'm going to If that person fails me I'm going to this person mm-hmm. And you see him do this mm-hmm. Work his way
3: down Until he becomes frustrated And says forget you I'm moving on to the next one Yeah Isn't that uh, Oh man it's, it's, There's something about that You even think of like Politics and politicians Absolutely dude Gosh it's almost it's, it's an acceptable evil It is crazy Because it's like You're not even at that point in time Having a, a, a genuine conversation My friend you know nope. there's nothing conversational about it you're you're there to take you're yeah. a taker and yep. you're just trying to to position this person in a, in a way in which you can gain something from them you exactly. can you get you know um i don't know there's yeah there's there's really as, as gandalf later says uh, that uh, saruman wants to command and he will not be commanded he will not serve right you know and so that's that's sort of his his big yeah. downfall here yeah. so uh but yeah Thaden kind of finally says He's, I mean, Sarmon's asking for peace. You know, can we, right. King Thaedon, come on. <laughs> can we have peace? Right. Let's, this is, this is enough. Let, this is you, silly. You know, and yeah. all the, and the men kind of, you would imagine they've lost a lot. Yeah. Well, we, we don't want any more fighting. Right. This is, boy, if we could just end this, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. And so they're almost happy to hear their King say, we will have peace. Mm. Yeah. So we will have peace. They cry aloud. They're glad. Yeah. yeah. They're cheering almost.
2: Yeah. Peace. Right. Where does he go with it as?
3: Well, he says it again. You know, yes, we will have peace. Uh, We will have peace when you and all your works have perished. (sighs) You know, bring it home. Come on. Uh, In the works of your dark master to whom you would deliver us. Wow. So he he makes a direct tie, you know, uh, there, which is I'm sure Saruman isn't like that. You are a liar, Saruman, and a corrupter of men's hearts. You hold out your hand to me, and I perceive only a finger of the claw of Mordor. And what he's doing there is so genius, too, because not only is he
2: uh, aligning him with, you know, Sauron, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. but he's saying, you're you're not big stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. big yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You think you're number one. You thought that you were going to fool Sauron yeah, you're and beat him to the ring. Mm-hmm. You're just a claw you're, you're only a finger on the claw of Mordor, you know. Like that, he's he's also insulting him that way because, you know, Saruman's heel is his pride, right? That's his that's his weakness is that he he wants to rule. He wanted to get the ring back. That's the whole reason he he uh, set up his all of his traps. Right, sent orcs out to try and get the hobbits. You know, bring the halflings back to me because I know that one of them has the ring. I want the ring for myself. I want to beat Sauron to it and then beat him and become ruler of Middle-earth. That's what he wanted. And Théoden here, not only is he saying we'll have, you know, we'll have peace when you're when you're gone and all your works have perished, but at the hand of the one that you said you were serving, who's actually greater than you.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and he kind of—I mean—it's actually kind of a dark image too that he kind of talks about. When he, and he also when he talks about Hama, what Hama. was done, you know, with his body um, before the gates of the H- the Hornburg, yeah, and um, you know his death and how that affected him and the and the children, you know, that had been died. And he basically um, kind of talks about Sarmon hanging and being sport for his own crows, yeah, from a gibbet, <sighs> yeah, crazy. I mean, that's it's dark, um, but yeah, yeah. So so, so he says and,
2: and uh, just just a, for an image there I looked up what a jib it was right Because yeah. I thought I had an idea but they were those in medieval times they were those like one foot wide by four feet tall uh, cages that would hang from this wooden post oh yeah and, and uh, you know people who committed crimes whether they really did or not were put in that spot right. when they were near death and they were left there to die yeah and then even after they were dead yeah. their bodies like decayed there so yeah, yeah. so Really, just like the, the ultimate insult mm-hmm. yeah. to him. Yeah.
3: Oh boy, have your own crows eat you, right? Yeah. And this is where you were talking about uh, that he, he kind of says that um, he's not going to have this, you know, for the House of Errol, right? He's not. He's he's a lesser son of, of yeah. great sires, uh, but I do not need to lick your fingers. You know, it's a good podcast. Dude. I was about to say the same thing, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but I fear your your voice has lost its charm. Which I'm sure Saruman's saying the same thing. Like, holy yeah. crap! Yeah, where's my this is, my this is a
2: dude I had locked up with my number two. Yeah, and I can't even get him back. Man. That's the other thing too, right? Like, I had Grimma out there doing field work. One of my cronies, and I had Theoden under his influence, and here he is. I'll be able to wrap him up, no problem. I'll go at it real easy, like, and he stands up to me. Yeah, and defies me. What do you got? You're smirking. What's up?
3: Well, I just was looking ahead. You know, it's funny when you when you listen to the book versus you actually sit here and, and read through some of these words. Yeah, it's a it's, uh, it's interesting. What does he call? So so Saruman gets really ticked. Right. Um, he is not happy about what was just said to him. Dotard. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it's it like is? Like a moron. Yeah. yeah, yeah. An old person, especially one who who has become weak or or senile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is, grows right. Which is
2: ironic too, because we think about the state he was in when we
3: found him. He was a dotard. Yeah true he was right Right. yeah he's making fun of the house arrow too he's like you know they they come from this thatched barn yep where brigands drink from the wild animals rolling around the dogs yeah yeah so so there's that change right there's that harshness
2: and his inability to control it because his pride was attacked
3: yeah 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 he says long ago i offered you a state beyond your merit and your wit i have offered it again so that uh, those whom you mislead may clearly see the choices of roads right so they can yeah. see that you're you're foolish yeah um yeah so he's, he tries to send them, you know send him out send him away um but then uh you know he turns to Gandalf right um and, and he's it's funny too because you know we think about we've been told at this point there's all this dramatic irony what's that conversation gonna be like last time you had Gandalf you know we were told that uh you weren't treating him so well right you know we were told that uh you were treacherous. Right. And, uh, I don't know. So you're definitely wondering right here, like, what is he going to say? Yeah. This is going to be interesting. But, uh, and Ganoff hasn't moved. He hasn't said a thing. He's just waiting. So you talk about silence, power and silence and, and, and just letting things play out. Power radiating. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Things play out. Don't they? Yep. Yep. It's interesting. Sometimes that like, uh, we, we speak too soon and, Mm. uh, that could be our undoing, actually. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. It's sometimes better to wait, sleep on sure. it. You know, because so. he is, because yeah, yeah, and
2: the, and that, that's another thing too. I, I also wonder if Gandalf is like I, I don't. Okay, and this is where I am going to make connection to Gandalf and and uh, you know, um, like God, right? We were you and I were raised, mm-hmm. and uh, that um, God created everything, and that uh, He's given us free will. To choose, uh-huh, yeah, right, and this is a a, a parallel you could draw. And, and Tolkien, you know, I mean, he was the, the greatest power for him was God as well. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you talk about Gandalf's great power here; he's godlike. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and his that's part of that silence is giving them that you know he's warned them. Oh, I see. This is what's going to happen, right? He's going to come at you with his voice, uh-huh. but also part of that silence is uh, I'm going to let you choose. If I influence you too soon, it's not genuine. Yeah. I'm doing the same thing that Saruman's doing. Yeah. If I influence you too early. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? With my words or my actions. It's yeah. not you yeah. overcoming demons on your own. It's not you overcoming for Theoden coming overcoming your recent past. Yeah. Right? I I had I had to shake you out of that one. I right. had to pull you out of that yeah. one. Uh just just because you were so far gone. You're a little more established now. You're a little more back to who you used to be. Your former glory.
3: You've got to do this one on your own. Yeah. That's what you're saying. If you, you know isolate I mean? just this scene and you look at, uh, yeah, what maybe Gandalf symbolizes or we we're trying to draw yeah. those parallels. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. That Yeah, you, you're, you've you're you been warned, but right. um, you got to make up your own mind this here. This is your own battle. Right. Yeah.
2: It, in a lot of ways, it's like how Gandalf of the past, Gandalf the Grey, would disappear for a little bit. Yeah. And I know he was off running other errands and, sure. and, and doing things and aligning things or whatever, but well, I guess he just did it. A couple chapters ago, didn't he? Uh, he yeah. disappeared, and but it's <laughs> yeah. like how he, you know, he's he's almost disappearing from this conversation for a second. He's there, but you know, right? You've got to survive. You've got to overcome some things. Yeah, absolutely. He put, that's the amazing thing about Ganoff is he
3: pushes you to become better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. God, absolutely. man, he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, so he turns to Ganoff and he says, "Is this um, good stuff, dude? It's great. It's this actually this good. good stuff. It's oh, really oh good. My yeah. Gosh, yeah." Uh, he says, "How it comes uh, it that uh, you can endure such company?" You know, for you are proud, Gandalf, Right. and not without reason. Right. Having a noble mind and eyes that look both deep and far, yeah. even now will you not listen to my counsel? I of this, it's like Gandalf almost stirs, comes out of this. You know, wherever he was at this yep. place, uh, I'm, I imagine that he's up high, seeing things far and wide. You know, why yeah. uh, here I view. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what have you to say that you did not say at our last meeting? He asked. Or perhaps you have things to say. Isn't it crazy too? Like I think about how he tried to persuade Gandalf there. Uh-huh.
2: And it just, it's like doubly ironic because it shows how proud he is that he can't see beyond his own desires. He he seeks power. He's a prideful person. Mm-hmm. And he thinks he's going to hook Gandalf on complimenting him yeah. and saying how proud he should be. That's not how Gandalf works. He's always been humble. Yeah, He's always aligned himself with simple folk, right? With hobbits, with... With um, well, he's projecting a little bit. I mean, Saruman's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he thinks he, thinks. Okay, uh, uh this is what I would want to hear. Yeah, pride works for me. Um, I'm a proud person. I'm clearly just thinking about myself. It's just like this. How could I manipulate myself? Yeah. Right. How, what would work again? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, he's almost doesn't yeah. even doesn't even understand outside of his own mind. Like that's the thing with him, which I guess is true pride, isn't it?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're well. When you I look, self-absorbed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're 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 spot on there. Um, I think it's neat that you have the word unsay. Because you have the power of speaking, you know? Oh, that's true. What a cool play. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's talking about um, what have you to say that you uh, did not say at our last meeting? Yeah. Or perhaps you have things to unsay. You know? Ooh, that's Um, deep, dude. Yeah. And so so he's like, unsay? Unsay? You know, I endeavored to advise you for your own good, but you scarcely listened. You are proud and do not love advice, having indeed a store of your own wisdom. See, so... Yeah. Every every other line, it's sort of like a critique, but it's because here, here's me critiquing you. But I understand why you act that way right, because you man. have all this wisdom, right? But here's another critique, and I understand that as well because you're so she's yeah. She's minor criticism, put it away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. He he kind of uh, I don't know, man. It's just back and forth with him. It's a uh, yeah, and and the calling
2: missed. I don't know if it's like if it's the manipulation or him truly misunderstanding. That it's not pride that Gandalf is doing this is it is true wisdom. You know, I mean, it is true wisdom. It mm-hmm. is um, a, a it's a lack of pride. It's him doing what's best for everyone else and for yeah. the good of Middle Earth. It's mm-hmm. the opposite of pride. That's selfless. Yeah. Jeez, um, dude. Right. So and he um, brings up the whole High Order. You know, we're both. Yeah. You know, this is Starry. Will you not consult with me? Will you not come up? He wants him to come up to again. Just. That, which would signify Gandalf being under his power. You yeah. come up to me, yeah. Uh-huh. And Gandalf has this this um, contrasting view of, "Will you not come down to me?" Uh-huh. Which is also interesting too, with the whole idea of pride and arrogance, mm-hmm. right? Even physically, he has to be high up above everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. He can't stand being at the same level mm-hmm. as someone, or that that um, that gesture of coming down. It's too much for him to bear. He can't do it. He can't right.
3: do it. His mm-hmm. pride will not let him. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, that he has to come down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so he goes on to talk about what, what all they could accomplish to get all these different things. You know, yeah. will you not come up? Yeah. So um, so great was the power that, that uh, Saruman exerted in this last effort that none that stood within hearing were unmoved. Yeah. But now the spell was wholly different. They heard the gentle... Um, You know words on a uh, Of a kindly king uh, With an earring But much loved minister But they were shut out Listening at the door to words not meant for them Yeah and so Yeah kind of backfires doesn't it Well it's yeah because um Right, the, the words weren't directed at you. Right. They're still kind of stunned by the words, but yet they're just listening at the door. Yeah, uh, kind of like a, they. I think he makes a reference to like children, kind of yes. listening in on their parents on a conversation Stupid that they servants. Yeah, yeah. That, that they shouldn't be, yeah. you know, hearing. Yeah, um, alienates them. Really? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Even in the mind of Th- uh, Theoden, uh, a thought uh, yeah, kind of takes shape crazy. here, like a shadow of doubt. He will betray us. Yeah. He will go. He will we go sh- up. We shall be lost. Gandalf is going to leave us, dude. You and know. then this next line,
2: how that that vanishes in a second, um, with sp- laughter, with, with Gandalf's laugh, yeah, and his his line, I've got uh, to use uh, the parlance of our of our younger listeners. Mm-hmm. I've this next part I just have written next to it, savage, 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 uh, Saruman, Saruman said Gandalf, still laughing, Saruman, you missed your path in life. You should have been the king's jester. And earn your bread and stripes too by mimicking his counselors. Boom! Mm-hmm. Drop that mic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like a, amazing, dude. Yeah. Ah, me. He paused, getting the better of his mirth. So, like, still like controlling him that, to composing himself from laughing so much. Understand one another. I fear I am beyond your comprehension.
3: Uh huh. Boom. Well, isn't that something too? Uh, even if you can muster in times of an argument like a, a, a smile or like a laugh or something. Boy, it really sets the other person off, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, it? you know. And it's yeah, sort of so like,
2: so true. Like, is that also, you know, it's genuine? He's laughing at how stupid his words are, but is it also a little bit of a, a ploy to draw out more of that, yeah, unleashed Saruman? Well,
3: and when you look at debates, you know, you look at some of the great debates that have been had, sure. um, in history, the person who looks sometimes the more the more confident and doesn't lose composure, yeah. even though they may not have won the debate, right? Uh, it seems like they did, yeah. You know, because right, right. they weren't phased by what you said. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's having a, He's just sort of laughing here and he, he, pointing out all these different flaws. And um, yeah, this is when I last visited you. You were the jailer of Mordor, and and there I was to be sent. Yeah. Nay, the guest who had escaped from the roof uh, will think yeah. twice before he comes back in by the door.
2: I need that over uh, I need that in my That's house. That's fantastic. Somewhere.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Nay, <laughs> I do not think I will come up. Uh, but listen, Saruman. For the last time, will you not come down? Isengard has proved less strong than you had hoped. So he's, he's begging him to come down. And think yeah. well, Saruman. Will you not come down? And uh, I have written right here. Huh? like, So put out of your mind for a, me, for a minute what you... you
2: know. Genoff goes on to talk about this later. Imagine if he had. Uh, Imagine... The same way we yeah. imagined last chapter, like if the hobbits would have gotten too close and they would have been seduced right. by Saruman's voice and gone up and become his servants and I like the shock mm-hmm. the shock of of the rest of them like you know you see Saruman on the edge and then you see two hobbits who are almost possessed like coming by his side and being like oh, we've lost our hobbits you know like right. what what um like what if Saruman decided mm-hmm. to turn there mm-hmm. it never would have happened because of his pride i understand that but sure. just in uh, in like how different would this battle have been and also i guess how <laughs> Like as other members Maybe beyond Gandalf And even Gandalf How could you uh, Have him on the same team Going forward mm-hmm. And yeah. be able to trust
3: him uh, Yeah That's what I was going to say Yeah What would you do Right Yeah Would you keep him always With Gandalf uh-huh. Would he be limited Because then? those who are not I mean Gandalf can do this Because he's in great He's in a position Of yeah. great power right, right And you know uh, And also he knows things Right but like you don't know. I mean, right. you, and again, you trust Gandalf, and, and, but it's tough. And that's you, a tough spot. Like, to say,
2: say Saruman got put over you and you're in his charge. Would you even know if you
3: were doing the right thing? Uh, true. Because of his power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the cool thing was, too, so what Gandalf does, I mean, first he's just wanting him to come down. Yeah. Uh, but he does give a, him a condition, which we'll get to here in just a second. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. Yes, yes, he does. Which might have which persuaded some to trust a little bit more. But right. Yeah, he, he says... Uh, but,
2: put, but put it out of reach for Saruman. Like, mm-hmm. not, I'm not going to do it because of these yeah. conditions. That's right. I yeah, about yeah, that yeah, part exactly. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. and,
3: and he says, um, so does an unarmed man come down to speak with robbers at his door? Yeah. I can hear you well enough here. I am no fool. Yeah. And I do not trust you, Gandalf. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he's not coming down.
2: <laughs> and a couple of lines, too, right, right after this that, when great. he says, you know, will you not come down? A shadow passed over Saruman's face. Then it went deathly white so we almost see here this moment of uh you know his whole guard dropping and it's it's really kind of sad if you think about Mm -hmm. it if you blow this moment up and live in it for a second before he could conceal it they saw through the mask the anguish of a mind in doubt loathing to stay and dreading to leave its refuge for a second he hesitated and no one breathed Mm -hmm. and then again he comes back shrill and cold and and you know pride and hate Come back to conquer him, but in that moment, man.
3: Yeah, almost.
2: Almost. Almost.
3: Yeah, I know, I know. Well, it's interesting too. Uh, Gandalf, one of the best lines out of this whole chapter is the the treacherous are ever distrustful. Again, we need that in in the house somewhere or on Some, a T shirt. Yeah. Like
2: he's a slogan master. He is. Gandalf. He really is. Yeah. yeah.
3: The treacherous are ever distrustful. Yeah. Um, he says, "You do not need to fear for your own skin. I'm giving you this one last chance. Right. Yeah. I have the power to protect you. Yeah." You can leave here free if you choose, as we said. Um, Again, he's saying that sounds all well. Yeah. What do you mean free? Yeah. Um, But why should I wish to leave? What do you mean by free? Um, There are conditions, I presume, uh, you know, and and of course, there are actually. Yeah. Yeah. We're not stupid. Right. (laughs) You know. So, uh, yeah, he kind of goes on to explain just that um, hmm, reasons for leaving, uh, you can see from your window. Others will occur to your thought. Your servants are destroyed; they're scattered. Your neighbors have made you an enemy. Right. Um, you've cheated your own master. That's a right. big one, right, right there. Right. You know. And so that, that eye is going to turn on you, and it's going to be you know the red eye of wrath. Yeah. As he says. Yeah. So, but when I say free, I mean free, free from bond of chain or command, to go where you will, even this to Mordor, crazy. yeah, Saruman, if you desire. But you will first surrender to me the key of Orthanc and your staff. <laughs> so he could have gone there. Yeah. He's saying, "Go, do what you want. Yeah. Here, here's. I will let you go." And, but and Sauron knows that's not even an option. Oh, well, uh, there's no! Not way. an option. I well, mean, because, because of his treachery, he couldn't go to Mordor. There's actually really nowhere he can't. No. Mean, that, that, and that's that,
2: kind of what Gandalf is illustrating, isn't it? Yeah. Like the, your only option, really, is to yeah. turn over your key. To humble yourself because yes. that's the opposite of the pride, uh-huh. right? That's your, that is, in, in a way, what he's doing is he's providing a way for Saruman to conquer his biggest challenge. That's right. Redeem himself. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Come back, you know, do the opposite of what you've always desired and, and prove to us that you can be mm-hmm. used for good.
3: Mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, man, it's deep uh, stuff, dude. Well, again, he's projecting here too, again, because he, he gets livid, right? He's twisted yeah. with rage. And he's kind of saying that you know, um, that you know, yes, when you have the keys right. to to Baradur itself, I suppose, and the crowns of the seven kings, and yep. the rods of the five wizards, uh, and you've purchased yourself a pair of boots <laughs> many sizes larger than those that you wear now, um, a modest plan. So basically, once you have all these things, you know, sure, right. you know, right. you you're like basically, he can't trust. He's projecting. Those are the things. Yeah, that he, he wants. wanted to do right. Yeah. So um, he's he's not going to be a fool. He doesn't. Uh, yeah, he's he's not going to. He's not, doing, he's, not, he's not playing along here. He's, well not, I say playing along because that's what I think he thinks Gandalf's trying to get him to do. And he actually tries to leave. He tries to turn and leave. Dude. This is the best. Yeah. Do you take it? Because it's powerful. Well, it's just, just I mean, him. Like, he turns to leave. and, and, yep. and uh, I'm sorry. Gandalf did not tell you that you could leave. I'm sorry, young man. I did not give you permission. To go to the bathroom. No, please sit down. How did well, the order says? Get I'm gonna pull Gandalf tomorrow at school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, you, you know. So so he says, "Come back, Sarmon. Yeah. And and uh, in, in that that command, in we talked commanding about speaking. Voice. Yeah, you know, right. uh, words of command. Words of command. Yeah. And and it actually, you can see a force that kind of pulls him back against his will, and he comes back leaning against the. He's breathing hard. He's against the rail. Yeah. His face is lined. Uh, he's clutching his 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 black staff, yep. and he says, "I did not give you leave to go." And the cool thing we're
2: seeing here too is, you know, this chapter is the voice of Saruman, mm-hmm. right? And how it's built up as this great power. Come on, then we see it waning, yep, and then we see this new voice coming. That's right. And we get this whole thing too that that Gandalf laughed when he first came back to the hunters, and you know, Gandalf, Gandalf, yeah. Sorry, you know, we thought you were Saruman. Oh, maybe, you know, I'm Saruman as he should have been. Yeah, exactly. Like, just the whole crazy and the fact that they look so similar. The fact that they, you know, at one time weren't that different. Uh-huh. You know? Uh,
3: Gandalf has come back.
2: Come back, baby. Man, he's back. He's back. And um, I love to that. Okay, man. God, I love I love talking this with you, man. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Because I'm thinking of the chapter of this the title of this chapter, rather, let's get uh-huh. it right there, is unfinished. The voice of Saruman. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's no more. Has diminished. The yeah, power of the go- voice of right. Saruman is gone.
3: Yeah, is gone,
2: yeah. Like, that's that's the, real, that's the cool thing, and and we're seeing this here, right in this
3: moment. Right. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, yeah, and, and so, yeah, you get this moment, so the, the command, he comes back, right, and then Ganniff's voice kind of grows with power, you know, and uh, he says... Behold, I am Gandalf the Grey, whom you have betrayed. You know? I am Gandalf the White, who has returned from death. You have no color now, and I cast you from the Order and from the Council. I don't know. Words of command. Yeah, he just, I mean, he gets that, you know, I mean, it's... That was beautiful, by the way. Epic. Yeah. He just goes Got nuts. Chilled. Yeah, uh, He raises his hand, and um, Saruman, your staff... Is broken. And Gandalf breaks his staff with his
2: own words. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. True power. He just tells him it's broken and it's broke. And it's broken. Yeah. And so there's a crack. It's split. uh, And uh, the head of it fell at Gandalf's feet. Gandalf's feet, right. Which is, uh, there's some... Fitting there. Yeah. Imagery there. Uh, Symbolism something. Uh, But yeah, he says, tells him to go. And uh, with a cry, Saruman fell back and crawled away. At that moment, a heavy, shining thing came Crazy. hurtling down from above. Action-packed. Yeah. It glanced off the iron rail, even as Saruman left it, and passing close to Gandalf's head. Now, what's interesting is it look how close it passed to that rail where Gandalf exactly. where Saruman had just, just left I was just going to say, it. whose head was it aiming it, for? That's what they right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, we're not sure, right? But they threw something uh, out that window that was pretty, pretty valuable. Yeah. And we find out that Grima was... Uh, was behind that. He tosses it out one of the upper windows there.
2: And and the wisdom of Aragorn, I forgot that they, you know, they talked about that, but the wisdom of Aragorn, the aim was poor maybe because he could not make up his mind, <laughs> which he hated more. Yeah. You or Saruman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's almost like... <laughs> He's
3: in it, trouble. Apparently.
2: Yeah. And I love how he says that because it's, it's true, but it's also kind of funny, right? It's Aragorn bringing a little levity to the, uh, the situation. Uh, and Gandalf says, that may be so. Small comfort... Will those two have in their companionship? They will mm. gnaw one another with words, uh, but the punishment is just. If warm Tongue ever comes out of Orthanc alive, it will be more than he deserves. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, and here's the other thing too. So, what I think is neat, I'm not sure where it's going to happen because we're kind of getting close to the end here. But um, we have a conversation coming up with uh, Treebeard. But yeah. there are many precious things uh, here in here in Orthanc, mm-hmm. right? And so. What was thrown down, so you get this. Uh, so Pippin runs over and grabs uh, the palantir, right? The pal- how do you say it? Palantir, palantir, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and he, you know he takes a he takes a. Well, he's holding it for quite a bit. He's he's walking yeah. with it, and Gandalf quickly kind of grabs it and yeah. and uh, takes it back. And it's it's not something that you know that he should be handling. And uh, you know we'll we'll talk more about it later. But uh, there are many, there are many trinkets, and there are yeah. powerful objects there yeah. that it's too bad they didn't have the You're- keys. You're right. To go up in and, and Gandalf also
2: says, you know, had had they had the keys and had freedom to go search all of Orthanc, mm-hmm. you know, they couldn't have found a more valuable object to have <laughs> yeah, been yeah, just right. happen chance thrown, thrown thrown down out. towards them. Yeah. And it's also ironic, right? So a little bit of history, the the very item that was thrown out mm-hmm. is what drew Saruman to that location in the first place. Yeah. He didn't always live in Isengard. Yeah, yeah. Right? He heard rumors that that item was at Isengard, mm-hmm. and that's what drew him to Orthanc. Yeah, uh, it that item, because of its power and its uh, communication and influence, ended up leading in a, in a way to his full corruption and his loss of power uh, through lust for power. The lust of power is what drove him, and that same item would be lost and thrown away at that very spot.
3: Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is, man. Well, That's th- damn good writing. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think next chapter two, we're going to talk more about the history of of that yeah. object yeah. and those objects, right? So, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Woo. But, but anyways, yeah. So, so Gimli kind of says, yeah, "Let's get a a bit further away in case one more of those bad boys comes out of the uh, <laughs> upper window there." And, yeah. and Gandalf says, uh, "It is it is the end. The debate's over. Let us go." Yeah. Um, they turn. They they head uh, back out, and and they find Treebeard, and. Um, they they have a little discussion with him, just kind of explaining the the significance and the, and the importance of keeping him there mm-hmm. at at Isengard, mm-hmm. right? And so that they don't want him to get out, right? Um, you know, he actually what is he do? He also tells him to kind of you know let the waters come again, mm-hmm. uh, turn this you know into a lake, Back flood this lake, area, right, you right. know, because he fears that you know he's got some escape
2: routes, right? Some exits, some contingency plans, mm-hmm. <laughs> as it were. Uh, for escape, you know, he he had to have foreseen all the possible outcomes, and one of them being, you know, being captive in his own tower, that he, you mm-hmm. know, probably, you know, dug some holes that led away to safety. Yeah. Yeah. Or escape, I guess. Um, hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. There's a bit that I mean, this. Which it's only two more pages left, but it's like so many cool things happen.
3: Yeah, it's 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 yeah, kind of just them talking about. Um, well, that was the whole bit about what what uh, kind of threw out. You know, right. he th- he th- right. th- throwing that uh, device you, out, and then
2: you have Treebeard and the Ents and Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas meeting them, just kind of yeah, being yeah.
3: amazed and, and struck with wonder. Right, talking about going back to to a forest, yes. right, and and uh, getting uh, Gimli's you know head count on on uh, on orcs. Yeah, and uh, and, and even Treebeard, uh, you know, he's he's kind of put off by that axe,
2: right? Right, and he says, you know, this is a strange friendship, you know. Uh, I have goodwill to elves but you ask much to let this you know this little dwarf in mm-hmm. you know with his axe and yeah how says it's only used for you know orc necks
3: yeah that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah and um, he talks about you know wanting, yeah. Yeah, wanting to bring him back and he's made this this promise that you know that he's, he wants to come back and, and yeah. really get into Fangorn yeah and, and kind of see it so uh, I think that's pretty neat they all get a chance to kind of encounter Treebeard and yeah. it's, it's such a great and you have a yeah you have moment.
2: A, yeah you have a cool uh kind of realization that uh, um, Treebird has you know and and I, I got kind of misty at this part dude mm. I got kind of uh, struck just by this unlikely friendship you know in the old forest these two characters were almost killed by an ant-like being yeah and here they are come on saying goodbye to a friend come on and it's just it's just crazy I get chills just think because you' you're just you just were in this chapter with a lot of icky stuff. Yeah. A lot of manipulation, a lot of hate, a lot of people who are or beings who are very similar that uh-huh. can't coexist. Uh-huh. Now you got a couple of beings that are very, very different that are like saying farewell.
3: Uh huh. My <laughs> friend, my friend also. I know. Hey man, come know, on, I know, dude. I know. I know. You, you, you've got ah. me. You just struck. You you just hit a chord with me <laughs> because because here's the other thing too is that like remember at the beginning of this they were left behind. Yeah. But in the eyes of Treebeard, they. They they've now made it into the lists. Yep. And I actually thought more, and I really had a note to kinda of tell you this. I thought about how this story would be told to Tolkien himself mm. by a tree. And how it had been passed down wow. you know, by his good friends. Right. And how the Ents had, had told the stories of the Hobbits. And one of the most interesting things that was ever entered into the old lists yep. were, the hobbits, were the Hobbits, one of the last things, you yep. know? And yep. so the story comes down to Tolkien in such a way. You cake. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought. I was sort of like, wowzers. Wow. There it is. His his friend uh, was able to speak. He spoke, he spoke yeah. to trees, yeah. you know? Yeah, he, and he listened. And yeah, he did. And so Listen. they told him this story. Yeah. That's how we got oh, all this goodness. That's and beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, so it just made me think, too, it's, I don't know, it's, it's fantastic, just the, it's very, very... It's such a small little part, but yeah, is, this parting... It's beautiful. Uh, it's something we, we got to read some of it. Is yeah, that cool? Yeah, yeah, go, yeah go, go for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Gandalf just
2: says, Yes, we must go and go now. I fear that I must take your gatekeepers from you, but you will manage well enough without them. G- Gandalf, you know, I mean, he understands what they mean to him, but it's almost kind of like a flippant, like, you know, you'll be fine without the mm-hmm. hobbits. Yeah, you know, there. yeah. And Treebeard says, Maybe I shall. Maybe I Maybe shall. I shall. But I shall miss them. Uh, we have become friends in so short a while that i think i must be getting hasty growing backwards towards youth perhaps but there they are the first new thing under the sun or moon i have seen for many a long long day and how interesting too i guess flipping that on the on its head like you know to hobbits and ent is mm-hmm. the same kind of thing yeah like they used to you know they made fun of Sam. who was it's ted tandem and made fun of sam for Talking yep. about a tree walking, sure, right? A rare thing that, that is brand new, mm-hmm. but to an ent, hobbits are that very thing. Yep, a, a myth, a let something they'd never heard of before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I shall okay. not forget them. I have put their names into the long lists. Ents will remember it. Ents, the earthborn, old as mountains, the wide walkers, water drinking, and hungry as hunters. The hobbit children, the laughing folk, the little people. Um, man and you're right like that makes sense that that uh that these trees they're yeah. the ones who passed on this story absolutely in. and a hole in the ground there lived a hobbit i'm uh, gonna tell you uh-huh. about some
3: yes yes Jeez, boy yeah he says and they shall remain friends as long as leaves are renewed
2: and right next to the ants. uh-huh right next to them.
3: yes there are other lines that's right in, in those lists but, but they're friends But they're friends and, and and he put them right there even in the in the list they're well friends, and, yeah. and for him to feel that youth and for his, for almost to grow backwards. Yeah. Wow. Which such a cool is, kind of.
2: Yeah. And you think about that, how impossible for a tree. Mm-hmm. Trees never grow backwards. Like they're, you know, I mean, nothing does, I guess, obviously, but how impossible for a tree always, well, always expanding, always older, always, Yeah, you know, it's not like they, they can have a time of arrested development, like as people can. Yeah. Like where you try to be younger and you act younger mm-hmm. trees don't do that. Yeah. Um,
3: isn't it something too? Just the way that like the hobbits have this effect on everyone. Yeah, they really do. They they bring out the best in everyone, and almost and, and the youthfulness, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of what it is. It's yeah. almost like imagine a, a, an old man seeing his great great grandchild. Yeah, and holding that child, you know. Yeah, and su- the con such a one about to leave and one just I mean, starting. I, you know? Dude, I I'm sure you see it with your dad. Yeah, and Rachel. I see it with
2: my dad and Winnie. Yeah, my mom and Winnie. And, you know Sarah's parents. You see them. They turn back into children themselves. Yeah. I oh turn my. back into a child. You turn Actually, back, you we, know, interacting yeah, we're, with we're her.
3: playing. We're yeah. speaking in, you know, gibberish, Yeah. gibberish, yeah. you know, and it's, it's funny.
2: They shall remain friends. Like you said, as long as leaves are renewed, Fare you well. Uh, and then this, this, this like, you know, his, his one consuming quest that he's mm-hmm. never fulfilled. He asked them, you know, um, uh, if you hear news Up in the plez, up in your pleasant land In the Shire Send me word You know what I mean Word or sight Of the Entwives Come yourselves If you can And then uh, Mary Pippin We will They said together And they turned away hastily <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Which is fitting Yeah they turned away hastily <laughs> Yeah Treebeard looked at them
3: And was, uh, silent. was silent for a while Shaking his head Thoughtfully Yeah What was his thought What was his thought Right I, I'm thinking he thought to himself I'll, I'll, I'll go there one day Yeah I'm going to check on these two lads. Yeah. You know, and I might just see for myself if, the if there's N-wise any, if there. they're there. And yeah. I
2: think, yeah. And I think to myself, he's, uh, I don't know. Maybe just how a lot of people like how Gandalf himself looks at hobbits and just with a wonder that you can't express in words anyway. Yeah. Just a, <sighs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a laugh is all, all
3: you can do in a shake of your head. Mm.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, so So essentially, yeah, that's that's in, in kind of here towards the end. Um, he turns to Gandalf and they had their, their discussion, as I mentioned before, just about the importance of keeping mm-hmm. Saruman here mm-hmm. and, and keeping a close eye. And uh, Treebeard kind of says, leave it to the ends. Yep. You know, we shall search the valley from head to foot and peer under every pebble. Yep. And so he's basically saying, you know, n- not even a squirrel will go uh, here. But I shall know of it yep. Leave it to the ends Until uh, seven times the years In which he tormented us Have passed We shall not tired, Tire of watching him yeah. and, and the fact uh, that
2: New trees will come to live here Absolutely And that'll be called the Watchwood Yes,
3: the Watchwood That's right, How yes. cool is that? Good podcast name too
2: Absolutely uh, so. Speaking of podcasts um, Yeah, I don't know man I was just thinking uh, Did you ever yeah, want to make a podcast? Do? With me? Maybe Talking Tolkien, we could. Gotta get the name just right though.
3: Yeah, we would. We'd have to get it right. We would. Is that a play on words? Wood? We
2: Watchwood. The Watchwood watch Podcast. Watch th- it's not too bad.
3: As the Watchwood Podcast. Um.
2: Got any other? Uh, yeah,
3: maybe the uh, the Sorry Man Podcast. Oh,
2: Sorry Man, your voice ain't got no effect, to you, boy. Sorry Man. Um. Or thank us in the morning podcast
4: <laughs> yeah maybe
2: uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh refresh yourselves podcast <laughs> yeah i like that sounds like something uh, gandalf would say um <laughs> gandalf broke my staff in half podcast maybe
3: yeah i like that one uh, we're not, getting there
2: not yet we're getting close maybe yeah these days we'll get our heads refresh
3: up. yourself before you wreck yourself <laughs> you know what I me mean? <laughs> uh, uh you got any cool connections well, um, I mean, we've, kind
2: of, we've kind of worked him in, haven't we? I,
3: I think one thing that uh, Luca kind of brought up, I pulled this from the group, is just mm. kind of telling a little bit of story, you know, from last chapter and then into this chapter, just about how Saruman kind of, uh, how he got that pipe weed, you know, and so basically how mm. he kind of, he was always jealous of Gandalf and oftentimes yeah, was. was interested in what he was interested in, Yep. you know, because he saw, he was wise enough to see wisdom, yeah. and he understood that he... Might have been up to something, so he kept an eye on him. Yep. And he himself often, you know, um, would uh, maybe venture into the shire. Yep. And uh, he, he even had she. Meant, she goes on to kind of talk about how the um, the kind of the was it the, the, the squint eyed uh, stranger, stranger mm-hmm. uh, was someone who was working for him to yep. bring um, that that pipeweed yeah. uh secretly yeah. there to Isengard, which is cool, really cool. Yeah, I, I actually didn't. Uh, that's something, Luke. So thanks, Luca, because. Yeah. Um, information she's again getting from the unfinished tales and uh, different folk, uh, di- different places, but uh, really cool, cool stuff to kind of wonder, you know, um, yeah, why, why he had that, and mm-hmm. and uh, a bunch of foreshadowing as to mm-hmm. what may take place later on. And he, um, yeah, it was interesting,
2: you know, you talk about that how he how he observed Gandalf and, and took note. He used them as an indicator, like a bobber almost. You know, mm-hmm. he, he took note of especially before all these events happened he was you're right he kept close watch on where gandalf was who he was talking to uh where he spent his time and had spies just infiltrate and shadow him and and there's a reason gandalf countered that with the bounders mm-hmm. you know and and how uh Aragorn, uh you know helped in that effort himself um on the borders of the shire yeah um yeah also just uh
3: he had a couple of cool connections. Yeah, right? yeah.
2: I'm trying to read them here, and oh, I talked about that one. Uh, yeah. Interesting, um, kind of reading about the the, the history of Saruman, how uh, the downfall of all of our enemies kind of come at uh, the come at the uh, at the um, instances of Gandalf forcing their hand prematurely, Mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, Gandalf has, you know, recognizes that the ring is what it is and, uh, and and pushes the hobbits to leave and that forces, you know, Mordor's not totally all the way ready to go yet. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And, and it pushes them out. It, 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 so essentially Gandalf is the, he initiates everything. He dictates everything. Mm-hmm. And and because of that, the forces of evil have to respond to that. Um, yeah, and just uh, honestly the fact that uh, unfortunately like what we'll talk about later um, much later, that his voice unfortunately still has some strength and some magic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And and get him to a place that that is very like hard to see and think about. Mm-hmm. And then yep. also, I was just we talked about this the other week, and we haven't said it on here, but Tolkien is so skilled. He is so um, uh, he immerses you so much that dude in this storyline. You know, we're and I guess it's also because we're rereading, we're going in for details, we're picking it apart, but. I mean, I haven't thought about the hobbits. I haven't thought about Frodo and Sam and their quest at all. I've been so uh like dug deep into this storyline that I forget that they're still out there. Yeah, that we're acting as yeah. a distraction that we're trying to aid them in our own way. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how he's how he's able to do that. And and then really like when we'll get back in there, it'll be such a oh god, wow. Yeah forgot this was going on this is kind of important
3: <laughs> yeah interesting yeah. um man dude i'm just doing a little bit of reading here too on on the origins of Saruman. Mm. didn't you dig into this a little bit yeah a little bit he's essentially Saron's little brother right this is crazy man yeah there's some really interesting stuff the, here and just the parallels about the- between those two are insane yeah yeah yeah, even the
2: way they operate and if you if you think about Orthanc too and isengard and what he was doing he was building a mini mordor
3: uh uh-huh yeah
2: he's destroying everything pits building it around a tower you know enslaving everyone around him Mm -hmm. destroying
3: well you know you can't help but to wonder too like like his journey east with the two blue wizards oh here's my
2: theory dude yeah come on i have a theory this is, hey did I not write this down anywhere? Oh my gosh. Major controversy here. Oh, it's the first one. I said, what did Saruman find in the east? So I read about that. All right. Uh, the blue wizards ventured east, right? And we yeah. know that, whatever. Saruman also we know, went, went east. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he traveled for a millennia and a half. Yeah. We don't know what happened to the blue wizards. Right. Did Saruman have something to do with that?
3: Oh, you, that's I was, dude, that's what I was going to say. Did he kill the Blue Wizards? That's what I was going to say. I, yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure other did people... He? Did he? Did he, yeah. We don't know. I mean, that's one of
2: those cool things. That's like Tom Bombadil. We get to play uh-huh. around with it. Uh-huh. But is the reason we never hear from the Blue Wizards again because Saruman went out there too. It was getting him out of the way. That's what he seems to try and do with these other wizards, man. Yeah. He wants to be the one. He wants to be the head. He wants to... Rule over everyone, and if wizards are in his way... I mean, can you imagine four against one? Right. right. Uh-huh. And and really, he plays on Radagast, too. He makes Radagast... I think he makes Radagast feel so bad for having, in a way... You know, he saves Gandalf, but he kind of betrayed him first unwittingly. He didn't mm-hmm. know he did. Sure. That, you know, uh, once he sends Gwahir and saves Gandalf, I, I feel like... And this might be wrong, but we don't know what happens with Radagast. Yeah. Maybe he's so consumed with, like guilt or disappointment or whatever. He's a, he's a gentle creature. Sure. He's in touch with nature that maybe mm-hmm. he just disappears because he feels like, I don't want to mess anything else up.
3: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, but so
2: like in that, if you look at it
3: that way, he's knocked off every other wizard, mm-hmm. but he couldn't get over Gandalf enough. Yeah. Well, and know what's, what's funny is the reluctant Gandalf, the one who, you know, Manway didn't or wanted to send, but he didn't want to go, yeah. you know, and he ends up, he ends up going, Oh, this is interesting. I was, I was reading, uh, Sarmon shows up alone, you know, kind of thing like, you know, Kierden is there and sort of uh, just just, he I don't know. There's there's a lot of different things that in his backstory, I like to go look at Phil, by the way, uh, posted a wonderful thing in our group uh, on Sarmon and some of his history. Mm -hmm. So um, fill us in, fill us in, man. So there's that. Yeah, a long time there in the in the East and and, um, only three wizards go east and one comes back. back. Yeah. I don't know, man. Interesting my friend so, Hashtag all right. did he do it Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let us know uh, some of your cool connections here And uh, tell us what you know about Sarmon. What you think is cool Any uh, hidden little mysteries, little nuggets Connections to Sauron, all that good stuff so, yeah. Beautiful Alright friends, uh, we are into Bywater Post Woo! And uh, we have uh, Devin Devin Hughes, right? Awesome uh, Devin Gunn, I think um, So let me see here Oh boy Devin Hughes Gunn yeah man this is a good one you want to read this one uh-huh all right hello uh, i thought i had won the lottery when i found this podcast well Whoa. if you ever do please contact <laughs> us at an unexpected pod at gmail.com <laughs> and uh we will help you spend that money you guys think way too highly of us <laughs> nah, it's That's it's an amazing thing yeah, yeah yeah you really do yeah um i listen to podcast at work during slow times and I was searching for something new and found an unexpected podcast. Wow. Uh, well that was unexpected then, right? It is. Uh, I'm a little behind as I write this, just finishing the breaking of the fellowship episode, but I'm hoping to catch up soon. Uh and actually I kind of I kind of uh Yeah, never mind. This is a surprise. So I'll save that for later. Uh I apologize if this gets a little lengthy, the Lord of the Rings, uh, and I go way back. What's the number one rule of the book club? Uh huh. Don't, don't, don't apologize. apologize for lengthiness. Yeah. Now being hasty, that's another thing. We but, don't uh, like that here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I, I was uh, first introduced to Lord of the Rings in high school. The movies had already come out and my best friend loved them. Hmm. I devoured the books, then moved on to the movies. Hmm. My dad was a huge fan as well. Some of my best memories are rushing home from football games on Friday night after performing in the marching band with my best friend. I played the trumpet. Then camping out in my living room and watching the movies with my dad. That's awesome. Yeah. My dad is a high school uh, band director and has always been very busy, even all summer long. I always remember those Friday nights, staying up till 1 or 2 a.m., watching the movies together. That's so sweet. Yeah. We would talk about the characters and how amazing the music was. It's always been a dream of mine to play the Lord of the Rings soundtrack (gasps) with a symphony. Wow.
2: There are some amazing
3: drum parts. Yeah. Yeah, I bet there are. Uh, Needless to say, I was obsessed. I had a huge crush on Frodo and Aragorn. (laughs) I still have a crush on Aragorn. Uh, I have read and reread the book so many times that I've lost count. I started college as a music uh, performance major, but switched to an English major, uh, where Tolkien and The Lord of the Rings became the focus of much of my work. I actually wrote my senior thesis on Tolkien and The Hobbit and how uh, Tolkien created a uh, mythology drawing from cultures and mythologies around the world. Um, I'd uh, I'd be happy to share the paper yeah. with anyone who might be interested. Absolutely, Get that to us. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Uh, besides a sort of a, a, um, a, a scholarly source, The Lord of the Rings has uh, come to mean so much to so much more to me. Uh, I have strugg- struggled with anxiety and depression since high school. I vividly remember one moment in high school. I was a junior, I think. I was very upset, crying in my room alone, and uh, feeling that life uh, just might not be worth it. All of a sudden the scene towards the end popped into my head where Sam is telling Frodo that there's still some good in the world that's worth fighting for. Yeah. Wow. Um So oh is this it? Is yeah. this the uh yeah. So um, I'll be
2: Frodo, you be Samwise.
3: Okay. All right. I can't do this, Sam. I know. It's all I can't do the Viking. Like, it's it, it's a powerful scene. I don't wanna, I we not going to do it justice, but uh it's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here. But we are. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo. The ones that really matter. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes, you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines... It would shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you. That meant something. Even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. I know now. Folk in these stories had lots of chances to turn them back. Only they didn't. Because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? <laughs> that there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo. And it's worth fighting for. Uh
2: holy crap, dude!
3: Yeah, <laughs> Ezra Kirk for Samwise. Oh, absolutely. That yeah, was my that best. That was awesome. That was my best Sam. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was beautiful. No, yeah, it's and it's it's worth fighting for. Yeah, there's some good in this world, and it's worth fighting for. That's powerful. I mean, it really is. You ever say that to yourself? Yes. Bad day. Yes.
2: Uh, feel like you're not making a difference. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's Me tough. Too. It's well, yeah. You yeah. go through different things. Sarah.
2: Sarah loves this scene. Yeah. Uh, she'll often reference this scene in uh, Mike Goldberry Yeah. Uh, it's kind of weird when I call her Sarah here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that line. I mean, I could probably play it's that powerful. for her right now and she'd start bawling. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, it is. It's an amazing.
3: Yeah, it's, it's so fantastic. Woo. Devin, i um, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, this part of the book and the movies has always stood out to me and comes to me when I need it the most. Without The Lord of the Rings, I honestly am not sure where I would be today. Uh, life is full of ups and downs, but Sam was right. What really makes it worth it um, is those glimmers of goodness that can be found even at the worst times. Tolkien's stories have this amazing knack of fitting into everyone's life at some level, no matter their own story, lifting them up and encouraging them when they need it most. I believe this is why stories and literature are so powerful. Um, I've also always considered myself somewhat of a hobbit as well, (laughs) standing only four feet, 11 inches. (laughs) Uh, I've always loved how it's, Uh, The smallest, seemingly insignificant people who can change and impact the world, Um, you know, most in Lord of the Rings. Definitely an encouraging thought for someone vertically challenged as I am. (laughs) Uh, I attached an old photo uh, from freshman year where I prove uh, that I would fit into the Hobbit hole perfectly. (laughs) This uh, was taken at the midnight premiere of the first Hobbit movie. So Uh, thanks so much for this wonderful podcast and community you have created as well as taking the time to read this. Yours in fellowship, Devin Gunn. So
2: Devin, that's beautiful. Um, again, guys, uh, I know we say it almost every time we meet, but this is my absolute, our absolute favorite, uh, part of every episode is when we get to sit here and, uh, and read your stories and connect on different levels and learn new things and, Mm -hmm. uh, see your personal individual connection to these great stories. Yeah. Uh, man, it's powerful. Like, uh, uh, it just kind of struck me there as you were reading through that. You know, um, the ones I read sometimes, I don't always get the process, but hearing that one, you read that one, yeah. uh, it just hit me. I'm like, this is, you know, how many stories have we heard? Yeah. Right. How many stories have we shared? <laughs> um, how many of you have been brave enough to, uh, you know, send, send in your personal story? That, that yeah. takes a lot, man. That, and then to put your name to that too and say, this is me, this is my part in the tale. This is yes. my part in, in, in Middle Earth and, and bringing these stories into real life and how,
3: you know. Uh, my friend, you know, the, 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 every single one of you, you know, that's listening and wherever you're at around the world, there's someone else on the opposite side of the world who's living in your story. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. We don't even know it. Right. And we don't know when they're going to come across our path or if yeah. we even know or, or if we even, we have no idea. Yeah. It, it's just, it's. Fascinating, It to really me, is to think about all the different stories that are being woven. You yeah. know, it's just, it's un, unreal. And yeah. so this book club has made me think of that, you know, and just think of all these different folk, you know, and everyone going about their lives and that we right now, what we have in common is that we are here. Yeah. We're in this present together, you know, um, which is crazy, crazy Whew. to think about. Like you and I are here together. Yeah. I don't know, man. I know. I know. That it's, in and of itself is just something to think about. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. So. It really is. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, let's switch to something lighthearted. Strawberries yeah. with
2: cream. <laughs> it's not going to really be that much more lighthearted. Thank okay. you, Devin, for that. Uh, yes. It's beautiful. Thanks, uh, yes. Your story is beautiful. Uh, strawberries with cream. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like I want to get lighthearted after that, man. That's fine. Give um, me something. In this chapter, we get a firsthand look at the power of Saruman's voice. If you were in Astari and could choose a power... Or choose a I guess a way to channel your powers, what would it be and why?
3: Hmm. Let me go first. Give you some time to think. Wow. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Did you read your answer? Yeah, I read yours. <laughs> and mine. Oh, mine. Okay. Uh-huh. So mine would be
2: Joybringer. Um if I could uh, just um like if my presence could bring joy and relaxation to people I interact with in the same way that Saruman's voice uh, kind of, well, in the opposite way, I guess. His brought manipulation and uh, influence for whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if just your very presence could bring happiness and joy and uh, peace, relaxation. Kind of the opposite of anxiety. I think, I was just thinking about this before we got to it. I think the uh, subconscious reason I would like this is because, and I, I think Goldberry would share this with everyone because she's very transparent. She She has a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, she worries about stuff. She, uh, you know, uh, there are times like all of us, she, does, she, she doesn't see who she truly really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if I could, um, uh, and uh, she would probably say that I do, but I, I don't always. I know that I don't always because sometimes you, you're, you're unable to uh, bring joy to someone. But if I could just always by being around her, bring her joy and take that stuff away, like that, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be I pretty it. cool. It'd be a cool power to have, wouldn't
3: it? Absolutely would. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it would be. Peacemaker type of deal. <sighs> Staff craft.
3: <laughs> but it's not as cool as the power that I want, man.
2: Let me hear it, baby. I'm interested in this one because you, you are what,
3: a wizard. Let me tell you what I want. Flannel wizard. Let me tell you what I want. Okay. All right. Oh, my God, did I just get one thing. I just get one thing. Um, No, you can have a couple. Sorry, I Multiples. Yeah. Gandalf they, has multiples. multiples. What does everybody want, man? What is there, let me tell you what everybody wants. They want to be able to put their staff out there. Okay. And they want to be able to say, bam. And whatever they want to have happen, happens. You want to be a genie. <laughs> is that what it's called? No. I think it's called being a wizard. All right. Yeah. Okay. I want to be able to hold my hand up and I want the white light to come out of it. And purple light and blue light and green light. I want to be able to, you know. Whatever light someone needs. Yeah. you do going to bring it to them. I'm going to shine that. Light bringer. Light bearer. There it is. You know. And I also want an invisible flannel cloak.
2: What would that look like?
3: I don't know. What does but an I want
2: invisible one. flannel look like?
3: I want to be invisible. You know. How could it's you like tell
2: a, it's flannel? It's like the inside flannel? Like yeah. You yeah, see flannel, yeah, but yeah, everyone yeah, else says yeah, invisible. Yeah, yeah. Like Harry Potter's thing.
3: Right. But the, oh, texture, the cool. texture would be flannel. Yeah. Is flannel actually, a texture though? Yes it is. I thought it was a pattern. It's a texture. You know it is. Is that is it to
2: you or is it technically?
3: It's technically okay. it's technically flannel. Okay. It's there's a flannel uh, uh Dude, I think sheep. I'm going to do <laughs> that that you have to go, you know, only in Scotland. Sure. It's and, got the tartan lighting? Yeah. I think
2: I'm going to do uh I'm going to get back. I'm going to get the old uh, uh, art instruments out. The old paintbrushes, uh-huh. yeah. the old pencils. I think I'm gonna do a rendition of what the flannel wizard would really look dude, like.
3: Please do that because you, you know I almost was gonna do. I'm mean, not want to spoil this, but I mean I'm thinking about dressing up obviously for the next uh, party, and I've been thinking a about costume in flannel. Yeah, in flannel. In flannel. Oh, I've been thinking about getting like a seamstress or someone dude. to help me make it. Um, Maybe I could grow
2: my beard out again and do the butterbur thing. Shave it right down the middle and have the butterbur oh, that ham be,
3: hocks. That would be fantastic. That'd be cool, wouldn't That'd it? That'd be really flannel cool. wizard and butterbur. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. Yep. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. So, awesome. That was fun. All right. Well, hey, um, time to share the load. Time to share the load, friends. Um, you can do this in many ways. Uh, you can see, give us a review on iTunes. Those are definitely, you guys have not, those actually really help more than you, the more than you realize. So that yeah. just helps the, the book club to kind of, you know, it does have to be some, you can just smash that five star button. You know what I'm saying? It's not asking a whole lot. Yeah. No. Um, uh, you know, you don't have to write anything or anything crazy. It'd be great if you do. Uh, but it just helps mm-hmm. the podcast kind of get out there and, and helps us grow the book club is what it does, honestly. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you've got uh, something you want to say there, cool, go for it. If yeah. there's feedback, awesome, that's fine too. Wh- yeah. Whatever it may be. Yeah. So there's that. Um, you can also join the book club, uh, easy way. Yeah. Hop, hop in there, join uh, the Facebook group. And uh, you can kind of uh, interact. Since we got memes, we got all sorts of stuff going on there. It's positive. It's friendly. You know, and uh, everyone has been just fantastic. So if you're looking for for a really good environment to join and and to get involved in, it's it's fa- it's fantastic. It
2: is. It's immersive in the best way possible. Yeah, uh, yeah. A flood of imagine Isengard being flooded with positivity. There. Yeah, I could see it. Or the the leaves of the Malorn trees being little happy drops.
3: Mm. I see it. I do see it. I see it. There it is. I see the <laughs> island. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Could we
2: get? Could we please get Adam Driver in, in I hope. Middle Earth? I sure hope. Ah, Lee
3: here or I Maybe both. Perfect. Both. He'd be perfect, actually. So, son of Elrond. Sons. Uh, Elrond. Yeah. Now we also have some uh, cool Patreon uh, uh, stuff. You can check that out ah. at uh, Patreon.com forward slash UpTalkingToken. Yep. It's decent, uh, and and honestly, with Christmas break, we'll have a lot more. Oh yeah, uh, we can pick back up with the the
2: travel pod. I know a lot of you guys. Well, it seems like a lot of you are going to New Zealand, mm-hmm. yeah. um, or some of you have come back recently, and maybe you want to take a trip down nostalgia lane with
3: with Lane and S. Yeah, uh, and uh, get back on that. I think but we will have more time. We're, that's the we yeah. talked about that. We're going to do some of our recordings for our appendices yep. with our patrons um, oh, yeah, over true. over break. I'm that's hoping true. if if we can so. Yeah. But yeah, so check that out. Uh, we're working on the studio. That's still in the works. So uh, got a lot of fun That's stuff. Right. I think uh, yeah. your dad was excited about that. My dad oh, was excited dad was. about that as well. I told you it'd be a cool father-son, father-son yeah. project. Project, yeah. be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, so. would be. All right, guys. Um, yeah, so check that out at uh, patreon.com forward slash Token, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, get all the goodness there.
2: Time for some weekly well wishes for only farewells.
3: <sighs> uh, we want to thank you for plugging your
2: ears with us this, this <laughs> chapter our next episode will be unable to look away in chapter 11 of book three the Palantir guys this is our last chapter with uh, the characters we've been on this trip with for the last 11 chapters it's be a rough transition I think and then we're heading back in time we're doing some time travel it's crazy and we're picking back up with old
3: Sam wise and Frobo Baggins that's right all right friends uh, if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe like us write that review Leave a comment or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you in a Hobbit Fortnite, and remember,
2: Frodo lives.